listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Are you ready to witness greatness? NFL fans, welcome to the largest tailgate party in the nation. Let's go! This is a day same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Victory is the end game. We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is... Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in. Get you all set for week four in the NFL. Normally, we're counting down to kickoff. We're already a half hour into kickoff. It's a little bit different here with the London action here. Uh, guys, how are your uh, how are your English accents? How are your British accents over there? Anybody do a good one here on the show? Good morning. Uh, no, no, I no. do not do that. I, I'm not a good accent person, Brian. I'm sorry. Maybe yeah. crack and handle it. But nonetheless, it is very nice to put on football this morning on the East Coast at 930 when I was up till... 2 a.m. watching Oregon. So I'm, I'm footballed up right now. I love it. Um, and this feels like being back on the West Coast, man. I, I don't know why people object to, to early football. This is fantastic. Wake up and watch football. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm absolutely a fan of it. Again, it works a lot better if you're on the East Coast, you know, and you're in the Eastern time zone. If you're on the West Coast, that, that's an early kickoff time. Over here, so I can understand why it wouldn't be uh, you're, your your first you're choice. Fine. Every sorry for the inconvenience on the West Coast. Every now and then, <laughs> three times a year, you have a game where you don't want to be. Okay, stay, imagine staying up till two a.m. to watch your your football team. Like, yeah, sorry, sorry, West Coasters, you have a, a tough morning. You have to wake up and watch football. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna wake up early, that's the way to do I'm it. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <Crack>. <laughs> I like, My bad. You're up and going. It sounds like the Ducks lost last night. You know, they rolled. Well, well, the way I was tweeting, it felt like it. But no, we were, <laughs> <laughs> we were, we won. So it was a good night for Oregon. I'm gonna have a great day today. I mean, NFL we got from obviously 9:30 a.m. Eastern all the way until about 11:15 tonight when that Tampa Bay Kansas City game ends. So a lot of a lot of football today. It'd be a lot of fun, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, a ton to talk about. We'll be joined by Bill Krakenberger here momentarily, sports handicapper from CrackWins.com. He's Jeff Schwartz, the eight-year NFL veteran. The Oregon Duck. I'm Brian No. Let's start it off. We're already yeah. underway. We've got the uh, the Saints coming from behind right now. Andy Dalton behind center. Jameis Winston couldn't go with those four fractures in his back. <laughs> go figure, right? Yeah. No Alvin Kamara, no Michael Thomas. This is the walking wounded Hudat squad. They're down 7 nothing against Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings so far. Yeah, look, um, you know, they, they have a, um, a good defense, so they should be able to keep this relatively close if their offense can get a little something going. So far, it's been none something going. So if they can just sort of like stay in this game with their defense, because, you know, Cousins, again, the Vikings have kind of been up and down this year. You know, Cousins does not play well in these standalone games. It's, it's the weirdest thing ever. I, I don't know why. Like, I, I can't explain. The only explanation I have, I'll say this, Brian, is that those tend to be the better teams, right? Like the, the standalone games tend to be better teams you're playing, and he has not performed well in those games. 
They had an early touchdown, a screen pass, uh, great blocking by the Vikings offensive line. I love seeing pancakes so early in the morning. And uh, we'll see if, if the Saints can be competitive. Again, their defense can keep them in it for a little bit, but their offense has got to give them something. And so far, it's been nothing. It's interesting because you read my mind, Jeff. You had the stats about Kirk Cousins yeah. in those primetime games. Not great. But in the 1 p.m. Eastern window, really good. So I was wondering at the 9.30 a.m. window how it's looking. So you just grouped everything to standalone games. Yeah. I like what you're thinking. I, yeah, there you go, standalone games. So you know, Dahl right now talking to, to Jameis Winston on the sidelines and looking over those surfaces. Hopefully none get broken in this game. Um, so we'll see how this one goes today. I, you know, Probably not going to get a ton of points unless there's some, um, some, uh, some late action here. But interesting, you know, a lot of – Money came in the Vikings, obviously, with all the injuries on the Saints. So we'll see uh, how this one ends up uh, playing out here. So far, from a betting perspective, the under is looking pretty good. Again, it's early on, but we're talking, uh, what, about 41 and a half, 42 yeah. before kickoff. It's off to a good start there. I did dip my big toe. What do you think about this? Be honest with me, Jeff. Yeah. I know you always are. I dipped my big toe in the Chris Alave waters Need to get him to 59 or 60 yards receiving, depending on when you bet it. I, they got to throw the ball to somebody. Can the Red Rifle get it to Chris Olave to the tune of 60 <laughs> yards today? I mean, they don't have a choice, right? Um, but so far, they have um, a total of two receptions. Someone named Adam Trotman has one of them. Uh, Mark Ingram has the other. So uh, after one quarter, essentially, um, you're not looking that great at the moment. I think the I think the Saints only had six plays too. So there hasn't even been yeah six total plays for 19 yards. The Vikings have had 19 plays for 107. So they're doing a little more successful right now. Um, I mean, look, it's difficult to to just kind of insert a um, a quarterback like Dalton without any of the weapons around him. I think he's very serviceable when it's just when it's him with with his guys around him. But obviously, this is a little different situation here. So. Uh, we'll see what uh, what he can muster here in the in the last three quarters. And by the way, your fun fact of the morning: Adam Troutman, the tight end, the backup tight end, went to Dayton. Dayton apparently is a third round pick in twenty twenty. Dayton plays football. Yeah, news to me too. <laughs> it's like, well, you didn't uh, you didn't attach Dayton to your parlay over the weekend, there, Jeff? I, yeah, no, I did not. I did a little Pac twelve parlay though, and I ooh, it was it was juicy. I mean, I hit it. It was like paid out like plus forty, but it was uh, just favorites, just going them favorites, buddy. I just didn't want, I wanted some more money in my account. It was that simple, and I just was gonna just wanted to to put more money in my account, so I did. Hey, man. I Cash and tickets, nothing wrong with that. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. So we started off talking about the early game here in London that's going on. One quarter in, Minnesota up 7 to nothing. Let's shift it to the last game of the day because the Chiefs are in Tampa. Tampa a very small favorite. Yeah. And I'm really interested in this one, Jeff, because obviously you've got Mahomes, you've got Brady. In the same stadium the Super Bowl was played – and the injury issues, you do get Julio Jones back for Tampa. Mike Evans is back from suspension. And you might get Donovan Smith back, the left yeah. tackle. So that's a big deal. Also, Chris Godwin, if he doesn't play today with the hammy, he might play soon. So that's something else to watch on Sunday Night Football. It's one of the, the rare times where you have a game featuring two of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, and Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes. 
And to me, the focus is on defense. Is both these defenses, right? What, what these defenses have been able to do this season where Tampa Bay um, has allowed uh, very few touchdowns this season. Only had 14 points against the Packers last weekend very early in that game to shut them out. We, we know what they did to Dallas. Um, but and on the other side, the Chiefs defense, man, has played some really good football. They're, they're much younger now. Uh, they're, they rush the passer at a better rate than they have in under Mahomes. You know, they allowed... 20 points last weekend, but they basically were spotted seven of those because of a muff punt. Um, you know, they allowed what, 24 to the Chargers and 21 to the Cardinals. A couple of those uh, were, were late touchdowns and garbage time. So to me, it's about the defenses tonight, right? Which one is going to show up and play the way they've been playing so far this year? Because if, if either one budges, and that could be because the offense on the other side plays well, that might be the difference in this game. Yeah, and we've seen Tampa play a bunch of grinders so far this year. Oh, yeah. And their defense played very, very well. So you might see something similar tonight. We saw it last week with Tampa hosting Green Bay where it was just a 14-12 to 12 game. I don't know if it's going to be that low scoring tonight, but it could be low scoring again I, for Tampa. I, I would lean under here, man. Like I, I do think that this game, and, and if Tampa Bay gets some of their players back, but how, how, tr- how much do you trust Julio Jones makes it through the whole game? Yeah. There, there's no faith there, right? Donovan Smith being back would be great for Tampa Bay, but that still leaves him out two other linemen, right? And you have Chris Jones inside on the back of left guard, really the third string left guard by now. And Chris Jones has played great this year. He'll just be over him all game. And we know t- pressure up the middle really bothers Tom Brady. On the flip side, you know, I'm a big you know Chiefs guy, obviously. Their offensive line can be good, but struggle last weekend. How much time can you give Mahomes? Look, all quarterbacks don't like being pressured, okay? There, there's no, there's no um there's no quarterback that you're like, yeah, yeah, it's okay if they get pressured. They don't, none of them, none of them do. And without Tyreek Hill, we're seeing the effects a little bit of that recently, right? Because when Mahomes breaks the pocket in the past, he could always find 10, right? He knew where he was. 10 was typically open. He doesn't trust, there's, there's no trust kind of yet with any of the guys, whether it's with MVS or with Juju, of finding that opening in the defense where Pat Mahomes can run, scramble, and throw the ball too. So there's a little disconnect there as they kind of find their rhythm. And so if you're pressuring Mahomes and he doesn't have that outlet, I think it's tough for the Chiefs to move the ball. Yeah, it very well could be. And I also think on the other side of the ball where you're talking about getting pressure on quarterbacks, how about this stat? The Chiefs have only given up two sacks so far this season. And so that's a credit to their offensive line. It's also a credit to Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes with those arm angles and just that athleticism to get out of harm's way, he's got a great feel in the pocket. He can escape the pocket. He can extend plays. But he can also get rid of the ball at all those crazy arm angles. He does so much to alleviate pressure from that offensive line. So it's a collective effort. And we always talk about Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals and the amount of sacks that they have given up. I think the next step in Joe Burrow's evolution is not just only on the offensive line. And as Patrick Mahomes shows you time and time again, you got to find ways to take pressure off your O-line. You absolutely do. And I actually thought the Bengals, going back to Thursday night, did that better at certain times. You can – you can scheme up ways to force the ball out. If you don't have any deep routes, the ball has to get out. It just does, right? If you do play-action pass, you move the pocket, the ball's getting out quickly. Um, but I do think last weekend, too, we saw the tendency of Mahomes to get away from the easy passes. And this is something he's going to fight his entire career. Joe Burrow has the same problem on a little lesser scale because the offense is not quite set up for this. 
but Mahomes often is going to look for that home run ball. When those guys just take the underneath throw, it's okay to gain seven yards. It's okay to gain five yards on a play. Take the easy throw, avoid the hit, and move it along to the next play. It's hard for young quarterbacks that have excelled being mobile outside the pocket. Mahomes is one of those guys. So is Joe Burrow. And tonight against Tampa Bay, they don't give you anything easy, man. If that running back's open in the flat, take it right now. Give it to him and let him get up the field and get some yards. So it's going to be a really good game tonight. The Chiefs last weekend, again, I thought just in the NFL, if you BS, right, you're going to lose on a Sunday. That That's the difference between the NFL and college. In college, if you're a good football team and you BS your way through three quarters, the fourth quarter, you can typically win that game. In the NFL, you can't. And so I'm curious about the Chiefs coming back this weekend and playing with a little less BS because last weekend was bad, man. <laughs> Muff punt, missed field goals, a bad fake field goal. The offense looked out of sorts. Uh, uh, the, the, the Chris Jones taunting penalty, which I think the NFL. Oh, look, guys, if two grown men are talking, okay, <laughs> two grown men are play, they're playing a football game. It's a violent physical game, and we're talking to each other, okay? Unless I threaten to, like, kill your entire family, <laughs> it's not a penalty, Okay. Just because you're offended as an official hearing those words doesn't mean that we are, okay? And you uh-huh. cannot throw a penalty because of mean words in the NFL. I know they do it. I hate it, man. And I know it. It, it, it in that big moment, it's magnified because of, of the, the game flow. The Chiefs lost for many other reasons. But I'm very firm on this, Brian. Like, do not flag guys for mean words unless they threaten to, like, kill their family. Like, there's yeah. nothing that I can imagine that was said to Matt Ryan – that was so offensive that it hurt his feelings that he needed to be protected from the official for by throwing the flag. Like, come on, guys. Don't penalize grown men in a violent, emotional game from talking to each other. I doubt Chris Jones' words were more offensive than that fake punt. I'll put it they, that they way. They certainly right? were not. Or the fake field goal, I mean. Yeah. They I, certainly I can't were not, no. Unless he said, like, Tyson, I want to eat his children. Unless it's that, which Maybe I highly much, doubt that's what it was. I'm with you on that. It he's shouldn't watching have been too a much Dahmer right now. Um, the, the new show on Netflix. <laughs> like, I, what, that's, like, the, that's the craze right now. My girl's just talking about oh, yeah. that. It's everywhere. It, it, like, it's just NFL officials. Please stop doing it. Please. Yeah. It, it's not – the game does not need this. Yeah. it's No, it's not good for the game. By the way, in the uh, the London game right now – Kirk Cousins, in standalone games, threw an interception to Tyron Matthew. Honey Badger picked him off. Super also, late. yeah, Lewis Seen, who's the first-round uh, safety out of Georgia, he was carted off the field. So never good when you see that. Hopefully he'll be all right. Hey, new users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. Early going, second quarter just underway. Vikings still up 7 nothing. All right, coming up next, we turn our attention to the early window matchups, a couple of them on our radar. Does this team, will it suffer any after effects from last week? We'll have some details for you on that. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger.
It is Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Be sure to check out the new looking features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love, whether it's live betting, the daily Lions boost, or the cash out feature. New users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. Alongside Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran, and Bill Crack Krakenberger. Huh? Crack is with a sports handicapper from crackwins.com. I'm Brian No Crack, what's going on this morning, buddy? How are things? Well, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back. I'm on the East Coast, and we had terrible wind and weather here, as you guys see the first segment. Uh, the cable and the lights were knocked out. A couple, a couple lights were knocked out here. So it's, um, this is the reason why this – I don't mean to go into a game right away – the reason why this Philly game has been knocked down <laughs> tremendously. Yes. And, um, I, I, you know, I'll, st- I'll tell you guys, though, I st- I'm getting into a pick already. I'm so sorry. There's still value here now on these quarterbacks' unders, just like I told you guys week one in Chicago. Yeah. There's still some value on these unders here. We're talking – I just got the latest weather forecast here. Um, listen to this. Gus, this, this is from Philly. This is actually from the stadium. Rain, high near 58. Northwest winds around 15 miles per hour. The most important thing, gust as high as 35 miles per hour. Chance of participation, uh, precipitation, sorry, 90%. So you're talking a half inch to an inch possible. Again, the most important thing there is those gusts. So uh, unbelievably, I, genius that I am, uh, bet this game early in the week. It's one of the rare situations in life for me that I got the worst of the line. And I'll tell you what, it bothers me so much to get the worst of the line. I'm going crazy here because I actually bet the over early in the week on early Monday um, just at a rogue book who put a number up there of 46, and now it's 44. So um, it's unusual, guys. I'm sorry again to go into that. Sorry, (laughs) I lost your first segment. It's funny. This is the first week. So Don Martin, boss of bosses, follows me on Twitter uh, first week, I, I feel like I was just like, uh, you know, going to get my button. Uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting like for the ceremony when you prick your finger and do the saint. I'm all excited. And, and the first session I can't get on now, I was going to be an, an official member of Fox after I do this, uh, get my get my uh, straightened out, as they call it. But anyway, we'll have to wait on that. And uh, th- thanks to Boss of Bosses. Very nice. Yes, and uh, Chris Olave just caught a touchdown pass from uh, Andy Dalton. So yeah, we're tied yeah. up 7-7. In London over here. I like what you're thinking about the quarterback unders. And we talked about this. I had a flashback to week one when we talked about that San Fran-Chicago game that was in a monsoon. So you can look at it a two-pronged approach. You could look at the quarterback under passing yardage. You could start looking at running back over yardage. And especially with Philly, great offensive line. Maybe you start looking around and peeking around what running backs, what their rushing numbers are as well. It's very important to note again with the weather, what what Crack said. It's the wind, guys. The wind is what we're concerned about, not the wetness. The wet you can throw in, you can make, you can do things. Obviously, turnovers are concerned, but the wind, man, the wind makes it hard to do anything. Kick the ball, throw the ball. So, but that I, I'm I'm disappointed because this was setting up to be maybe the best game of the weekend. I'm not sure anyone had penciled in Jacksonville and Philadelphia as a matchup, especially when when the schedules came out as kind of like a who's the best team in the NFL type of moment. Uh, guys, but right now, um, I like using Football Outsiders, their DVOA metric. It's just a good good kind of efficiency number. It's trusted. It, it's easy to do. Jacksonville is number two in the NFL right now in efficiency. Okay? Five on offense, four on defense, and Philly is fourth. 
And if it, like Jacksonville's a real team, guys, like I, I think we yeah. we look at this and say, oh, I don't know, they beat the Chargers, they who they, they beat they beat the Colts. I, I don't know, guys, they're a real football team. They win on the offensive line, the defensive line, their defense. Devin Lloyd's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Should be rookie Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Lawrence is playing well. Doug Pearson's a good football coach. Like, it makes sense that everything would be coming together now, and I think they have a real chance to win this game today. You know, there's a couple other real football teams taking on each other. The Bills at the Ravens, Ooh. both are 2-1. and one. It's a great, great matchup. Obviously, the quarterbacks stand out with Lamar Jackson, yeah. Josh Allen. I'm really curious, and both of you guys can speak to this, but Jeff, especially as a yeah. former player, 90 offensive plays for the Bills last week in the insufferable heat and humidity in Miami last yeah. week. A couple offensive linemen left the game basically due to heat ex- exhaustion. So I'm curious if there are any after effects on the road in Baltimore this week for Buffalo. Probably not. I actually thought we'd see the Dolphins' defense wither a little bit on Thursday night, and we really didn't. Um, and maybe that's because the Bengals' offensive line, I think, still really can't push anybody around. Um, I, I think it's easier for the offense to overcome that, right? I mean, you're at a point now where you probably don't have to practice very much to understand what you're doing each week, and they could have certainly had a walkthrough day on a Wednesday and probably prepare just fine for this weekend. But the, the, the question I have about this game and this Buffalo team, it's really fascinating, guys. Not even from really a, a betting perspective, but they've either blown teams out, winning by 15 or more in the last year and a half, or they lose. Those are two, those are two options. They don't win close games, or they blow teams out. And in this matchup, I feel like it's going to be a close game. So, Crack, I kind of feel like Baltimore is the winner here if this is a close game. Okay, uh, before I get into my side, I want to just finish something about the – because I actually do like this game. But before I get into this, I want to ask you a question, uh, Jeff, because Brian brought up a really good point about the running backs. I don't really – I don't really look at the running. I always look right into when it's bad weather. And going back to the Philly game, I look at the quarterbacks. But Brian brought up something good here. You being an offensive lineman, let me ask you, as long as the field is okay, as long as the the guys, the grounds guys keep the field okay, what do you think about that angle being an offensive lineman? Did did you have success like in in the rain? Were you still – or did it affect you in the weather, the wind and the rain, the linemen? I really don't think about that kind of stuff. Are you still able to open those gaps in your position? I've always felt the rain is much more helpful to the offensive line than the defensive line, right? Because, wow. you, um, you know, we're, we know where we're going at the snap, right? And so we can take footwork. Like I can take shorter footsteps, understand that I might slip, but at least I know where I'm going. The defense guy has to react to us, right? And they have to react with bad footing. And so they're more susceptible, in my opinion, to fall down, to be in the wrong place. Now, the back has those issues as well, though, right? The back is, is they're running to a hole. They might slip and fall because of the turfing. But I always felt that weather benefited me. I love playing in sloppy weather. Snow, uh, ice, rain, wind, because, again, it slowed up the defense. And this game is on grass in Philadelphia, too. So it's even more of a concern, I think, for the defenses and the footing and the tackling and things like that. Um, with wind, so I, look, the running back is interesting because, you know, again, if they if they can hit the hole, they should be fine. The question is, do they even get there because of the rain and the sloppiness? And like, it's not really the you don't, in my opinion, you don't hit the under for running backs in the in the rain because of of the offensive line can't block. You do it because they might have bad footing and they might fall down, like things like that. Because we'll be fine up front. I, I don't think there's any problem with these teams blocking in these conditions. 
We were actually hey. looking at the over. Brian said the overs on the running back. So, uh, to be honest with you, I just immediately thought in my metrics, like automatically, that's not really right, right away. I look at under on the passing because of the wind and yeah. the dust. But now when he said it, I started thinking about it. I said, you know what? i got to ask Jeff because I, I don't know. if you can open those holes, you said that you're actually yeah. good, though, open holes, though, you know, because you know where you're going. Defense doesn't. Your footing. It's an interesting uh, way to look at games, though. So both of you guys brought a good uh, – some good I'm kind of curious that. about that. Like, if it, I've never thought about that. Like, just automatically taking running back overs in bad weather. Because is the idea that they're going to run the ball more essentially? Is that the oh, idea, yeah. Brian? More than anything? Yeah, else? sure. Totally. Yeah. A little yeah. short, tiny, tiny yeah. little passes if they even. I'd be curious you know. to do some research on that if we if we see more running back overs. Sure. In, uh, in really bad weather. Think I, about I, one of the worst weather yeah. games last year, where the Patriots at the Bills, where they rushed oh, yeah. it like oh, yeah. forty three <laughs> times or whatever yeah. oh, yeah. it was through three passes. So yeah, yeah it can yeah. go like that. Hey, we're gonna follow the money next with Jason Scott from BetMGM. We're gonna follow the money right now, and it always leads to profit. When we welcome in Mr. Kevin Figures, who's with us. K-Fig, what is going on? You're a lips to God's ears there, Brian. Certainly not in my pockets, that's for sure. Uh, we'll start in the second quarter in London. The Saints on the board. Tyron Matthew picked off Kirk Cousins. Saints drove 60 yards in 12 plays. Andy Dalton connecting with Chris Olave on a four-yard touchdown pass to tie the game at seven apiece with about six minutes remaining in the first half. Some tough injury news for Minnesota. Rookie safety Lewis Seen had his leg placed in an air cast and was carted off of the field after suffering what looked like an ankle injury on special teams. NFL Network is reporting that he is being transported to a local hospital. Elsewhere, the Bills expected to have tight end Dawson Knox and receiver Gabe Davis in the lineup against Baltimore. Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard expected to make his season debut against Tennessee. Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers questionable against Arizona, but is expected to play. Falcons running back Cordero Patterson, a game-time decision for their matchup against Cleveland. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott had the stitches removed from his thumb and did begin throwing this week. He could return to the lineup as soon as next Sunday in L.A. against the Rams, although it is more likely he returns on October 16th against Philadelphia. Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting that Chargers defensive end Joey Bosa could miss 8-10 to 10 weeks Oof. after undergoing surgery on his injured groin. Back to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Man, ouch. Thank you, K-Fig. Eight to ten weeks for Joey Bosa. That's a huge deal right there. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Let's do this. Follow the money. Real good money. Okay, hey, place a bet, a one-game parlay with at least four legs on any pro football game at BetMGM. If all legs hit except for one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Want to follow the money right now with Jason Scott. We welcome him in here from BetMGM. He's the VP of trading. Jason, good morning, buddy. Um, so I'm always with the line movement. Anything crazy that you see moving, changing, any value that you see uh, with all the numbers, all the figures that you're looking at here leading up to week four in the early window? Yeah, yeah, firstly, I'm not the man to give you money. I just put up the prices. People bet where they want to bet, so I'm not going to give you any selections. I mean, the biggest the biggest go we've seen for the week, the current game that's on, the, the total was bet 44 down to 40 uh, prior to that game, the London game, and you know, it sort of looks about marginal right now. The, 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 the biggest movements for the week were obviously um, the Detroit on the back of all their skill players being injured. Uh, a lot of money came for Green Bay when Mac Jones was out, but interestingly, all the sharps bet, got to ten and a half, and they bet it back down under the key key number of nine and a half. So, I suppose it depends on what you think Mac Jones was worst, worst compared to Brian Hoyer, and it may not be that much. Looking at um, 
Another total early this morning, the weather in uh, Philadelphia between the Eagles and, and Jacksonville. I'm sure that's being uh, hammered as we speak. Yeah, it's down to 44 and a half. Interestingly, uh, the, we've got past six. It was, it's been sort of a flat six uh, for most of yesterday, that market to go to six and a half. So despite the fact the total's coming down, uh, people seem to think it's uh, Philadelphia are uh, still more likely to win by a big space. Hey, Jason, I, I, when, before you came on here, we were talking about this game. And, you know, me, I'm always looking at you know, my little edges here. So let me ask you, like, I gave out right when I, right when I came on here, you know, I'm in the Atlantic City area today, so I, I, I even lost power here to some bad, bad wind gusts. So when you know this, these weather forecasts, what, I, I have to give credit, I guess, to the sports books for you guys not taking off these type of props, like the quarterbacks, which I like to attack quarterback unders. So do you adjust or over-adjust them or just kind of wait till you get hit a little bit and, and, and lower the, the odds here? I still see, to be real blunt, I still see some pretty high odds here on, uh, you know, on Hertz and Lawrence for yards. So do, do, do you automatically, obviously maybe you guys don't and you wait to get hit and you maybe go down a yard or two, but uh, is there automatically a thought, oh, my God, we got to lower these, these passing type of props? Yeah, I think there's two, there's two parts to that, Bill. That we see on these, these player props, and, and I haven't measured it lately, but it's in the vicinity. It's somewhere between 70 and 80% of the money on the player props goes over. People don't want to be cheering against the quarterback. I mean, I think That's the good, right. the interesting one was we got beaten on Thursday night, but Tyreek Hill was over 95% of the money was over. Uh, and we see that. So, so we have a little bit of fat there in terms of us reducing prices. We do reduce them. Sometimes I don't think we reduce them enough, but we also know where the money's going to land. So if we take 10, 10 or 15 yards on, we'll be inundated. So we are happy. We, we, we do massage the number, but we don't take a sword to it and just cut it, if that makes He's sense. Chase. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Jason Scott, BetMGM VP of Trading, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. I'm just curious... The handle in a game like the Patriots and the uh, the Packers, when you have Brian Hoyer filling in for Mac Jones, what does it do to the money coming in? Is there more or less than you would have typically if it wasn't the Patriots' backup quarterback? To be blunt, destroys interest. Destroys destroys the actual number of tickets we ride. It destroys the the average bet size because people aren't as confident. They don't know what they're getting. Uh, the the Cowboys even went on Monday night and uh, Cooper Rush's second game uh, that was way down on what we would have expected and again it's it's people it's the, the fear of the unknown and it's also people sort of uh, writing off the the backups but it, it certainly has a, a significant effect. I'm very curious about the Baltimore and, and Buffalo game and where a majority of the money is coming in for you guys. Uh, the Bills are the most popular team this year, um, and people are forgiving them their hiccup against Miami last week. Uh, so we 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 will have the Bills as a loser, and the Bills losing will probably be our our key need in this first slate. Uh, sorry, in that second slate. Would your volume? How about today on on volume? Uh, out of all the games in the daytime here, or you know the day uh, the Sundays compared to Sunday night, of course Monday night. 
where do you see the most volume actually coming in? Uh, and l- let's start out with this Minnesota-New Orleans game. Being so early in the morning, six, uh, you know, 9.30 a.m., 6.30 a.m. On, on the West Coast, is there is there like giant volume on the because because this is a a game that's on it's action early morning action and you know we're all degens to a point and uh, is there a lot of well first let's start is there a lot of action on that game would that lead the Sunday slate for 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 volume uh, being it so early in the morning yeah no it it, it will be probably we'll get to about seventy percent or we would expect you know a West Coast state. Colorado, Arizona, Nevada. It's just too early. <laughs> you know, the game starts sure. at six thirty over there. People aren't thinking football. Uh, what we do see, we see a lot of the, the East Coast customers throw this in leg into the parlay. They want to. They want to have a result early, and it gives them time to reload if it gets beaten. But uh, from a betting point of view, uh, these London games are great. Wow. Depending on the quality of the game. I mean, last year there was a couple of dreadful games. I think there was Atlanta, Jacksonville, and we wouldn't have held much money anyway. But on a, on a mid-tier game match like this, where we would have got a decent handle, it, where we under-index a little bit, but it makes sense to try and grow the game, doesn't it? Cool. Uh, Jason, real fast, just curious, last week I had a flashback. You mentioned in that Green Bay-Tampa game that you, at the book, you were rooting for Tampa. And that surprised all of us. We're like, "Wow, it doesn't." You don't hear that too often. Where it's like, "All right, we're really as the book writing for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay." It's a very public team. Is there anything this week with the line movement, with the bets that are coming in, that might surprise us as well? Yeah, that's probably a good game to speak about. I mean, and I don't know by game time last week that book had leveled up or close to even. Uh, At the moment, the Chiefs are our loser on that game again. Tampa obviously got a whole wide receiver uh, trio back, uh, and the money's the money's come for them from the sharps. The lines move from you know two and a half down to minus one. Uh, I expect that we'll see Tampa as a loser. The other game that I've been surprised about is the Falcons. We've seen quite a lot of money for the Falcons against the Browns. What is the team? Who is the team you're rooting for today to blow up all the money line parlays? Well, the the. the, the the dream would be uh, the dream for us would be the Patriots. But yes. other than that, the, the Commanders uh, in a in a match where there's only a three point line uh, looks like it'll suit us, and obviously the Texans against the Chargers. Great, cool. and uh, awesome. that, that, go, ahead. Go, go ahead, go ahead. That's fine, right? No, you're good, Craig. What do you have? No, I just wanted to say that. So, but the, the volume tonight on the Kansas City Tampa and tomorrow night San Fran game that will be a 3x Jason like 3 2 2 yep. 3x uh, of the other games is that correct yeah well, yeah probably possibly with the exception of the Broncos Raiders uh we're seeing good interest there division game you know the the, the west has had so much uh scrutiny on it that 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 match and the desperation of the Raiders to win it looks like it's going to be a pretty good handle cool hey Jason appreciate your time man hope you enjoy you. week 4 we'll catch you soon Thank you. All right, thank you. There he is, Jason Scott, BetMGM VP of Trading. Uh, Coming up next, something that Jason hit on, uh, we want to react to it, Uh, siding with the books. You always talk about this, Crack. You want to side with the books. There are a couple of teams, if you want to do that, you could definitely be siding with them. That's on the way. We've got Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran, I'm Brian No, It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Touchdown! 
Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz. Are you kidding me? And sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Hey, place a first TD scorer prop on any pro football game at BetMGM. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Let's do it. Check this out. Parlay platter. Okay, the parlay platter. We each get a selection. And thankfully, my Chris Alave selection is not a part of this. I need uh, Chris to get to about 60 yards receiving here, crack. And we had an opportunity right before halftime. One minute left. All right, Andy Dalton, let's go. And he just fumbled. <laughs> Gave the ball to the Vikings. So that's not a part of this parlay platter, but let's go around the room. We'll start with you, Crack. What's your selection for today, your contribution to the parlay platter? It's actually going to be uh, Jimmy G under. It's going to be uh, tomorrow uh, under 224 and a half. I don't think San Fran's going to let him throw. Uh, to that point, um, and, and they're kind of banged up San Fran, too. A couple offensive linemen have some injuries to them, so uh, he, he may be getting sacked a couple times. Not to say I don't like, I actually would lean San Fran in the game. Um, anyway, we're, we're, uh, let's, 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 uh, let's see what happens here. Under 224.5. Okay. Okay. Um, how about this? Uh, do you guys know the wide receivers playing for the Lions today? Do you know any of their names? Because mm. all the starters are out, like all of them, all of the – Lions starters are out. Um, and they're playing a Seahawks team that is not very good. What they're going to do, as usual, is they're going to run the football the entire football game. I'm going Jared Goff under 249.5 passing yards. They're not going to need him to pass, and they have, he's no one to pass to. So, it, like, everyone's out. The entire receiving, I think all three starters are out of this game. Um, and for a guy who is reliant on the play-action pass and reliant on his wide receivers doing some great things, I mean, Amaron St. Brown, that was my favorite over uh, for the year of receiving yards. It was only at 850 this season uh, was his was his over-under, uh, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, he's already at 253, and he's not playing this weekend. Like, he'll, he'll get there. So to me, it's Jared Goff under here. I mean, they run the football. He has no one to throw to. I like that. Maybe some Jamal Williams hip thrusts today uh, as well. I mean, he got know? fined th- what three k hip thrust, so I hope <laughs> 13, it was worth it. Thirteen k, yeah. All <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, per yeah, yeah per, per, hip thrust. per hip thrust, yeah. Yeah, wow, I, I didn't break it down per hip thrust right there, but yeah, I'm gonna look to this. Uh, crack, you've talked about this. Philly hosting Jacksonville in clement weather, and the Jalen Hurts. Prop bet at BetMGM right now. Passing yardage is at 241.5. I know he's had a special year to this point, but when we're talking wind gusts, and I think they're just going to run the rock. So I'm going to take under 241.5 for uh, for Jalen Hurts today. Good edge there because like I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at I'm looking at 226.5. So uh, you, you, I'm sorry, 236.5. You had 241.5, is that what you said? That's what I'm looking yeah, at right now. this is going now, down yeah. more and more. Both quarterbacks going down more and more, but not to the point that I would think. So, interesting what happens. Like I said at the beginning of the show here, uh, you guys know I, I lost power here for a, for a few seconds. It was just a big gust of wind, so, uh, you know, less than an hour from the stadium. So, it should be fun. By the way, we'll have some fun here just for uh, the heck of it. 
um, kind of like Price is Right style, the closest without going over. What is your guess crack for Jalen Hurts' actual passing yardage today? You know what? I'll give him 200. That, that okay. could be a good number. Yeah, that okay. could be a good number for him. Sure. What do you think, Jeff? What would you put So, if I wanted to screw crack, I'd go 199, right? Is, is that, the way it works? <laughs> that would screw yourself. That's the way it works. You're right. Yeah. You'd go 201 <laughs> if you wanted to screw crack. Oh, 201? <laughs> under, yeah, yeah. Two, under or over? We, we're saying he goes under 200 yards for crack. That's the wager? Okay, I'll go. He goes. I would say he goes. Um, I think he'll get like 185 yards. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh man. Okay. There's really nowhere for me to go here. Gosh. <laughs> I'll take. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna screw crack. I'm gonna go 201. <laughs> you know, and this is your bet. This is, this is your part in the parlay. So yeah, we'll see what happens here. Good yeah, deal. that's probably the best way to go about it. All right. Coming up next, we'll see something today. Will we see something today? We have yet to see this entire season. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, just about two hours away until kickoff. We have... Nine early games at 1 p.m. Eastern, only about two hours away from that. We want to actually look at the late afternoon window because there are a couple of games here that pique our interest. How about the Raiders? I mentioned, will we see something today that we've yet to see this entire season? That would be a win for the Silver and Black. They are 0-3, the only winless team in the NFL. And the 0-3 Raiders, they host the 2-1 and Broncos. And for a 2-1 and Broncos team, they feel like they're 3-10 and or something like that. They have won ugly, but they've got a winning record. And even though they won 11-10 to in this ugly punt-filled fest on, on uh, what was it, Sunday or Monday night? Sunday night, um, they're still 2-1. and So in this matchup... Interesting to uh, to see who's going to come out ahead, and I just I cannot I cannot envision the Raiders stinking it up again and being zero four at the end of this thing. Maybe you guys can, but I don't see it happening. It does feel unlikely because they've been close in a bunch of games that haven't finished it out. We've seen teams that, that are zero and three typically perform well in their fourth game because it's panic time, right? Like panic has set in if you're in Vegas. You were in the playoffs last season with Rich Basaccia as your coach, right? With all the things that were happening around that team, with John Gruden being fired, with with Henry Ruggs' unfortunate situation, um, and with with Arnett as well. Like you just had this whole year of. Bad things happen, and you kept winning football games. And now things have reset. You have a brand-new coach, a brand-new GM. You shuffled the roster. You, you added Devontae Adams. You added Chandler Jones. And you're 0-3 now? And there's got to be panic in the building about trying to finish these games better. We know they didn't finish well against the Cardinals two weeks ago. Uh, you know, the Titans game, they were down early, made a furious comeback, wasn't enough to win that game. Um, and so to me, this is a must-win for the Raiders. Um, the Broncos are just like, ugh, like just like, ugh, like I, I don't like I, I I didn't believe in Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach. I didn't understand the praise he got for being the quarterback coach, the OC on a team that he didn't call plays for. Um, and we're seeing those issues. I mean, he he hired a a, a coach to be in charge of in game situations. And then immediately blame that coach for a poor in-game decision 
after their win on Monday, Monday or Sunday, uh, Sunday night, right? Yep. And like he's just not a good coach. He's on the road now in Vegas. Crack. Vegas needs a win in the worst way. I think Vegas, you know, they get it done today. And Russell Wilson has his danger, which eating on, you know, eating, uh, eating uh, his sandwich in a sad, uh, sadly on, on the back of a, a cart driving out of that stadium. Yummy. <laughs> you know, guys, uh, you know, my loyalty is my bankroll. I don't really care about teams or against for or against any teams now. Uh, it's the old line for the Bronx tale when the kid comes in and, you know, Mickey Mantle. Oh, yeah, is that what you're worried about? See if your father can't pay the rent. See if Mickey will pay it for you. He won't. Why do you care about him? He don't care about you. I live by those lines myself. I, I hate to say it, but I'll tell you right now. Uh, one of my best friends who I talk to almost every single day is Teddy Atlas. He's a boxing guy, big sure. uh, you know, uh, trainer, and, and uh, Friday Night Fights for many years. Mike Tyson's old man, you know, gun to his head. That's, uh, I'm going to talk about all that stuff, but that's Teddy. So I talk to Teddy almost every day. Uh, very loyal I am and very loyal to my friends and family. And uh, Teddy's son was the scouting coordinator for the Raiders uh, for years and years and, and did a great job there. But... I'm sure Jeff will know about this kind of thing. So a new coach, new GM come in, and they bring their own people. It sounds like it happens all the time. It doesn't matter yes. how good you are at your position. You're bringing your own people in and starting fresh, and his son uh, was also let go there and, and you know, right before the season. So I, I know I shouldn't let emotion get involved, but I root against the Raiders now every game. I'm so glad <laughs> well, they're 0-3. I hope they go 0-17. I don't care. I'm a Chiefs fan. I don't, I don't root for either of his teams. <laughs> no, no, I know that. I'm just saying. But uh, am, I, am I right, though, Jeff? Is that normally what happens? Yeah. So, so a GM will come in and, and, and clean house, even yes. though if someone does really good at their position, yes. it doesn't matter, right? For the most part, it doesn't matter unless someone is, is tied like to ownership, essentially, right? Like yeah. if, there's, if there's someone – um, and that typically is on like the non-coaching side, right? Like the athletic trainers, the equipment guys, like those t- those typically stay unless you want one specific person there. But for the most part, coaches are gone, players are gone. Like you get rid of everyone that, that you did not draft, that you did not sign because they you don't have any connection to them. There's no emotional connection to any of those players. Uh, coaches do get to interview to stay there, but w- why? They're loyal to the old staff essentially, right? Like you want your own guys in there. So yeah, for the most part, coaching changes made. Everyone's out, um, and uh, they move it along. There was, you know, college football is a little different because of the recruiting stuff, right? Like you might keep a coach there because of their recruiting ability, but not in the NFL. That's not important. So you you typically clean house from the entire coaching staff, scouting department, all all redone. You know, we have an old school restaurant in Vegas, guys. It's called Piero's. It's where the movie Casino was made. All the scenes with Robert okay. De Niro, Sharon Stone, yeah. and, and literally Joe Pesci at the bar screaming at the guy, did, "Hey, Al, did you did you did you lose the money? What happened?" This is all where the whole thing it was rented out for the week. I go there a lot. I was there last week, uh, about ten days ago. And sure enough, the owner and I are good friends, and, and he's, he's sitting down, and you know, he, he, everyone kisses his ring that comes in. <laughs> this restaurant, by the way, is the restaurant that to be seen in. Uh, casino owners, owners of uh, uh, big, big people in town, uh, and po- politicians. Sure enough, who's sitting with, with Freddie, the owner, Davis? And he, and he calls me over, Freddie, to, to the table. Hey, come over here. And I go over there, and he said, you know, and I met her. I already met Davis once. Davis must think I'm a maniac. I, I said, oh, you let my buddy go. You let, you let Teddy Atlas Jr. go. What's that? <laughs> I threw my hands up in the air. I threw my hands up in the air. I'm very outspoken. So that's, I threw my hands in the air and literally walked away. 
And, and just, I, I don't know. I guess I'm wrong. You're, you're right, Jeff. It's not nothing personal. And, and, and this man is taking it personal, and it's business. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, a couple of huge surprises so far this year in this matchup, right? You've got Denver averaging 14.3 points per game. That's the second worst in the NFL. And I, there can't be a bigger bad surprise than the Raiders thus far, 0-3. Uh, on the season. So interesting that this is the matchup here today. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Another matchup here in the late yeah. afternoon window, Patriots with Brian Hoyer taking on the Green Bay Packers. Now, what stands out, we talked to Jason Scott from BetMGM. And, Crack, you always talk about this. You want to side with the books. You know, more times than not, you're going to be right than if you side with the public. If that's your thinking, if that's the rationale, the Patriots would be the side for you today because I'm telling you what, they are not going to be the public side with Brian Hoyer back there with them losing. He's lost 11 consecutive starts, and the, the Packers, they've won 14 straight at home in the regular season there. I have to imagine that even though you know the, the books need – the Patriots, there are better options to wager on for what the book, like Baltimore, for example, right? Like the Ravens are getting points at home and the book needs them. That feels more comfortable to do. Absolutely. Then the, the Patriots on the road with a back. I took, right. I took uh green Bay minus nine and a half. I, I did it before Mac Jones was announced. It was very clear. He wasn't playing. I mean, the line was nine and a half. Okay. Um, because they're just, could win the game by a lot of points. Like sometimes to me, it's a no-brainer. If I lose this wager, I'm fine with it. Like I'm okay with saying, look, the Packers are better anyways. The Patriots are playing a backup quarterback with a defensive coordinator calling the plays. Like it's okay just to say, yeah, yeah, it's a square play. But the the Packers are going to win this game 27 to 10. And yeah, you might sweat at the very end. There might be some backdoor cover issue. But like they're going to just win this game, crack, and they're going to win by 10 points or more. And I'm fine with being the square on this one. Yeah, no, this is – well, before I get into that, let me finish because I want to talk something. Jason said something. Brian's right. Jason said uh, about the interesting games and stuff. You know, the first thing Jason said, and I wanted to re-hit on this, but he was talking we were on. He said the player props that you listen, guys. Uh, anyone listening here, you could pick up nuggets of information from traders, and he said it, so I'm going to repeat it. Doesn't matter – that there's bad weather, that there's everyone, they get 90% action on overs on all player props. I am an under guy for most, by the way, I have played some overs early in the season here, but primarily I will play 60 to even more percent of under on player props. You're, you're, you have a built-in edge of injuries, of anything happening, um, and, and, and he said it. Just think about that. Again, we're going to go back to what Brian said. I want to be on the side of the books. The side of the books guarantee on every player, for the most part, especially quarterback, key marquee players, guys, is to be on the side of the under. So that's go- that's uh, to finish uh, that that little segment. What Jason said. Going back to now, what Jeff uh, Jeff said this game tonight. I won't be on either side of the game. I don't like laying that kind of wood. However, I have that's a perfect score he gave to you guys. I see it. 
being in that position, like 27 to 10, and maybe even some crazy analytical thing happening with a backdoor cover here, trying to be a backdoor cover, getting, yeah. you know, 27 to 17, and then going for two, because that's what the yeah. analytics sometimes say. And yeah. that can de- determine the whole spread. And then the whole <laughs> gambling world says, oh, this was fixed. It's fixed. They're trying to cover the game. I mean, you know, anyway, here we go. But, but sure, yeah. but, like, I, but I'm okay sometimes with losing a wager like this right. on a backdoor cover because it's like, uh, I mean, if, if Brian Hoyer leads him down the field for a backdoor cover, I, I, I don't... You just tip I, your cap. You're I'd rather like, be on okay. the side of the Packers in this spot. Again, I get it. It's a square side, but like they're better anyways. What, uh, uh, crack, what would the line have been had Mac Jones playing this game? Six and a half? Yeah, yeah that, that's the number. That's a so, good number. Six and so a half, I seven. Like, I feel like three points is not enough. For yeah. Mac Jones to Brian Hoyer, right? I know they're going to pound the rock. Way? They're going to run it like crazy. And Packers, Packers defense Packers is pretty give, good this year. They've given up a lot of rushing Definitely yards. Definitely good. Gave up they a ton to the yeah, Bears. Don't, teams don't and, score, and that, though. And that was, to your point, though, Jeff, that was the 27-10 game when the Bears rushed for almost 200 yards, so it might not even matter. I, I think that what you said, Jeff, was really interesting, though. Siding with the book, you can side with the book in other instances and it might be the better way to go, and you might feel more comfortable doing so. Like you mentioned, Jason said the Bills are the most popular team. So if you're taking three with the Ravens, that might make you feel better. That might be the winning side. Also, he mentioned that there's a lot of money coming in on the Falcons. So you could theoretically say, all right, I'm going to side with the books and go with the Browns on the road against Atlanta. Like, you might feel better about doing that than Brian Hoyer and the Patriots against uh, Green Bay. Um, I the, the Falcons Browns was really, really interesting. The Falcons have covered all three of their games, right? Um, and they're a fun team to watch. And the Browns do have some injuries, right? Miles Garrett's out this game, um, but like the Browns are much better, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised by this number. Like, I, I am. I, I know the Falcons are fun, and they've. Been close a couple times. They won last weekend. They have a fun little offense, but their offense is pretty basic and pretty simple. Um, to me, I, I I would love the Browns in this spot. I, I, the Falcons is a you say a public. The Falcons are like the worst yeah. team to bet on of all time. They're, the, they're like the most. I I never try to wager on a Falcons game. <laughs> of all time. <laughs> I, I, I the Falcons to me are that one team crack where like whatever side I'm on, I'm going to lose. I'm for the Falcons against the Falcons <laughs> over under. I'm just losing. Um, but I would very much back the Browns in this game. Yeah. Uh, blew my mind. He said there's a lot of ahead. money coming in on Atlanta. I'm like, okay, wow. I, I got I to jump in here. I know I'm jumping in ahead of a segment here, but only because I think this is going to move. Listen, BetMGM is the only – there's two sports books I see with this line. Uh, first half Cleveland Atlanta over 23.5 at BetMGM right now. Mm-hmm. It's 24 at the major sports books. I, I would definitely be looking at that over. I'm sorry to go off off segment here, guys, You're but good, I just think because right now as we speak, my, my I have a live odds screen that you, you, you know I paid 500 a month for the screen, and I see tick 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 at a couple spots going on the over. This game I played over early in the week, and I and I see it now ticking up again, and still 23 and a half at MGM. Sorry, Jason, I don't mean to you know to give the guys an edge here, but that that's a nice little edge there at uh at MGM. Sorry, guys, go ahead. Five hundred a month crack? Is it- 
Yeah. This must be you gotta a have it. super fancy. Website. No, no, you, you got to have it. You got to have it. Yeah, there's, there's a brand new one that came out, though, on the East Coast. I'll give you guys off air because I don't want to act like I'm promoting anyone's site. There's a brand new free odd service on the East Coast. It comes out of Freehold, New Jersey. It's unbelievable, by the way. I, I may change everything. So it's a great free odd service, live odds everywhere. Right now it's free, and uh, I'll give you guys that off air. So it's really good to know where, where the indicators in the market are. There's certain sports books that move, and then all of them follow. So so uh, it's good to have a live odd service. Hey, very nice. Hey, earn a $50 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, the king of parlays. By the way, Schwartz, we're inching closer. Chris Alave, 35 receiving yards right now. We need him to get to Ooh. 60, Okay. We're inching ever so close. So, <laughs> If you're on the Saints in this game, it has to be awfully frustrating because the Vikings have not played terribly well, and they're covering this game right now. They're up by six. Like, the turnovers the Saints have, like, they're sort of, like, still in the game. Yeah. But it feels like they're really not in the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just, listen just, to like, Jeff, guys, around. what he's saying here. This, 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 listen to this, for all the listeners out there. Listen to what a veteran in the NFL is saying. This is absolutely true. On certain games like this, you can have all the best stats. You can, and the like you said, Minnesota not playing the best game, and yet you're still covering the game. It's the NFL. I always like to say, if you have a, a, a bunch of money and you you want to play certain things like player props and stuff, if you if you want to dedicate your money for for NFL betting, a lot of times sides very hard to win because of exactly what he just said. The right team is not covering as far as stats go and as far as what you're seeing here. So. Yeah. But this is working out. I would rather the Saints are trailing because they got to well, throw you. it more. Yes, you know, well, for you, think for about you how certainly. The and there's, yeah. I mean, there's a situation here where like Minnesota kicks a field goal here to go up sixteen to seven. The Saints score a touchdown. The game just ends sixteen fourteen at some point. Right. Then the Saints cover the the two and yeah. a half, <laughs> three. I mean, it's out, I think I think got out to like four this morning. Well, the Vikings I think just scored right now. So. Um, Never mind that. Um, oh, wow. They, um, <laughs> they scored? So yeah, yeah they're, they're Justin down to Jefferson four. out yeah. inside the five, but that was a beautiful play. Beautiful yeah. play wow. right there. Okay, so we got Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from crackwins.com. Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran with us. I'm Brian No, We're going to dive into coming up. It was not only the biggest story in the NFL, it was arguably the biggest story in sports, at least in this country, throughout the week. We'll weigh in with our thoughts Coming up, it's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com. Bill Crack Crackenberger. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Still a little more than an hour and a half until the 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff window. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. They can also be converted to MGM rewards points that can be used towards Dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. So the Vikings settled for a field goal. They're up 16-7. to 7. 
on the Saints. We are on Chris Olave overwatch. We're still at 35 receiving yards. Need to get to 60. It's a group group effort. Crack and Schwartz have nothing to do with this bet, but I am deeming it a group effort over here. Now, the story of the week and the story of the sports world has been what transpired with Tua Tungavailoa. So you rewind to last Sunday. He took a hit against the Bills, was staggering around, went back in the game. Then on Thursday night, a few days later, he took another hit, got slammed to the turf, was carted off the field, suffered a concussion. And so you know the fallout. It's been talked about like crazy from that moment on. Did the Dolphins air? Did the NFL air? Are the protocols too easy for a player to get back into the game? And the latest bit of news is the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant. He's the guy that evaluated Tua. He's been canned for several mistakes. So a lot of layers to this. Uh, We'll start with you, Jeff, your takeaways on the situation. All right, so let's go all the way back to, to Sunday when he got hurt, okay? And this is important for the timeline of how this works, okay? So he gets hurt on Sunday. He hits the back of his head on the turf. That's the game against Buffalo, right? He sits up and he kind of shakes his head a little bit. That's kind of the first sign that maybe there's a concussion. Takes a couple steps, does the little kind of falls down, right? The wobbling kind of at that point too, kind of grabs his head and no point did he ever grab his back, right? The back, he hurt his back, right? Right. And they take him back for evaluation. And at that point, they say he's being evaluated for a head injury, right? And there's an independent neurologist that's on site whose job it is to evaluate the player and in accordance with the physicians for the Dolphins as well. And they determined he passes the concussion test, which, by the way, players can pass the concussion test. Wall concussed. Happens all the time. But that's why there's an independent neurologist there who's there to view the player as they act on the field, right? And there's there's no-go, um, basically, like, movements on the field, right? Like if you see a player wobble, no-go. They're out of the game. However... If you can say that that wobble was because of an orthopedic reason, then that nullifies that, right? So they said the wobble was because of a back injury, not because he got hit in the head because he passed his concussion test. Therefore, he doesn't have a concussion, right? Now, all of us that have played, that have watched football, very clearly, Tua was concussed. And the reason why this distinction is important is because if he goes in the concussion protocol, most often, that's a five-day protocol for most teams. So five days does not put him starting on Thursday, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If he goes, if they say he's out of that game for a concussion, he does not play on Thursday night. If they say he's out, he's back in the game because that wobble was because of a back injury, and he passed his concussion test. He plays Sunday and he plays Thursday. That's where the problem is. Okay, the problem is that wobble was determined to be a quote-unquote back injury, which I think was a farce because I've hurt my back before. Plenty of guys do. Normally, you kind of grab your back when it hurts. Right. Or you know, you sit on the ground, you wait for the trainers to come and kind of help you get up, and they stretch you a little bit. You don't go immediately back to the tent. Your team doesn't put out a tweet immediately saying that it's a, he's being looked at for a head injury. And so to me, that's where the, the issue lies. If they, put him, if they say it's a back injury, it's why he wobbled, He's not in the concussion protocol, and therefore, he gets to play on Thursday. If he's out for concussion, he's not playing Thursday. He's not going to be clear enough. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is where what they're looking at right now, is why was that wobble allowed to be considered a back injury crack and not what it was, which we all agreed with, that he had a concussion. 
Jeff, during your career, had, did you have any serious or major injuries or a concussion like that? Did you have anything like that? Uh, no, I, I did not. Um, I did not have that happen um, to me. I've had one time I got dinged up. Uh, but I will say, like, when I first got in the NFL in 2008, there was this kind of, like, you, know, you play through it mentality, right? Like, you know, you, you shake the cobwebs off like you did, and you just you, you, you get out there. As my career got further along and concussions became more of a focus and more of, of a you – know, we, we were educated on concussions. Plenty of players took themselves out of games. There were, there were times where players – um, told on each other essentially, quote, quote like dates. They, they say, hey, "Hey, this guy, uh, you know, take him out. He's concussed, right?" Um, and I've had instances where players played Sunday, and then developed symptoms on Tuesday or Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then they set, had to sit out the next Sunday. And so, you have to be, in my in my opinion, again, I I kind of I play in the old school football. I see the news like you have to on air on the side of caution because look what happened on Thursday. You got hit in the exact same spot again. And now he might be out for a very long time, and it feels like the Dolphins. Like, and then, and then the head coach comes out with a statement, at least a quote, the following morning after Thursday Night Football, saying, "Oh, we were watching a movie on the plane, and we were laughing." Every concussion protocol I've ever heard of says no screens for forty-eight hours. Like nothing. Like it's just it's like they're laughing in the face of everything that most of us know about how the process is supposed to work. Yeah, um, who, like, who, who's their doctors over there? Jesus. Right. These, these guys are – I mean, I hate to pick on someone, but, you know, uh, you're hearing from a veteran here uh, in the NFL, really broke it down with a great synopsis. But, yeah, w- what a shame. I feel bad for this kid. Uh, granted, I did actually bet under uh, on his passing yards, but that was nothing really to do – it was more because we were thinking more of a, a back injury or something that the media was releasing. So uh, I, I, it, it's just – it's a shame. I feel bad for the kid, and I hope he's, I hope he's okay. Uh, something to consider. We'll get to it coming up here. Uh, the Dolphins. Been a lot made about the Dolphins, how they handled it. And I just want to raise one issue with that. We want to welcome in, though, Kevin Figures first to spin us around the sporting landscape. What's going on, K-Fig? All right, guys, about three and a half minutes, 345 specifically to go in the third quarter in London. The Saints look to be on the board as uh, Latavius Murray powers it in to the end zone. So it is now 16-13 to 13 with the extra point pending with the Minnesota Vikings up. Andy Dalton did fumble in the final seconds of the first half, setting up a field goal, giving up three points. Minnesota uh, converting that to three. Then Greg Joseph getting another field goal moments ago after the Saints fumbled a punt. So 16-13 is where the score currently sits. Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers questionable against Arizona today, although ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting Carolina staff want to observe McCaffrey in pregame warmups before determining if he can go. Falcons running back Cordell Patterson is active and will play against Cleveland. Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard expected to make his debut against the Titans. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott had the stitches removed from his thumb and did begin throwing this week. He could return to the lineup as soon as next Sunday in L.A. against the Rams although it is more likely he returns on October 16th against Philadelphia. Schefter also reporting that Chargers defensive end Joey Bosa could miss 8 to 10 weeks after undergoing surgery on his injured growing. Some good news, though, for the Chargers potentially. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reporting that left tackle Rashawn Slater could potentially return late in the season or in the postseason should the Chargers qualify. Slater suffered a torn bicep last week against Jacksonville and was originally reported that he would miss the remainder of the season. Back to Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Thank you very much, K-Fig. Yes, just a little less than an hour and a half away from the 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff window. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Before we get to prop it up, some of the player props coming up here today to take a, to keep your eye on. 
There's one thing I wanted to add with the Tua Tungavailoa discussion. I'm curious what you guys think about this. But my stance on it is, uh, with the Dolphins, they took a lot of heat during this week because of the way that they handled everything, putting them back in the game against Buffalo, playing him against the Bengals, and then Tua gets carted off with a second head injury. I'm going to say a second head injury, even though the Dolphins didn't initially say the first one was such against Buffalo. What's interesting to me is, you hear this a lot, is you got to save the player from himself, which I agree with. But I would say there aren't going to be a ton of teams that do something like that. If Tua Tungavailoa isn't even in the concussion protocol, there aren't going to be many teams, the Dolphins or whomever, that are going to say, okay, thank you, doctor. Appreciate your medical advice and your expertise, but we, we don't think that's accurate. We're going to keep him out just as a precaution. Most teams are going to say, cool, he's cleared, in he goes. And so maybe the next step right. is you need someone to save the team from themselves, unless there's someone like the independent neurologist that says, <laughs> okay, but I know he passed the test, but he's been staggering around. He can't go in. I think you have to save teams from themselves as well. Well, that's the point of why that guy is there. And again, I make the distinction about that specific five seconds where he was wobbling, right? If you can tie that to an orthopedic injury, then that does that kind of disqualifies that as being a head injury if you passed all the tests in the locker room. Now, there's talk about how they're going to enhance the protocols. And I would imagine any wobbling at all, you're done. Like, goodbye, you're out for the game. Right. Again, the, the and I think a lot of us are upset as players because, you know, there's that saying, right? Don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. Like, we, we have played the game. We know what that looks like. A lot of us, again, have had back injuries. Unfortunately, a lot of us have had concussions. You shake your head. You touch your head. You, you kind of wobble. You need help. Your linemen are holding you up. And again, we've had players. and play, Andrew Woodworth talked about this on the telecast on Thursday. He's like, I've been concussed before. I've passed the test. You can, Maybe the test needs to be better, too, so you can't pass a test while concussed. But it affects everyone differently, right? And so, again, avoiding the concussion protocol here was it's not a conspiracy per se right i mean i i don't think they thought sunday like hey guys let's 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 make it a back injury so we don't so we can play thursday i, I don't know if it was like that far crack jesus but but obviously i don't think it was that i want to make it very clear but him not entering the concussion protocol allowed him to eventually play thursday without the further testing that would have been required had he been in the in the protocol Listen, my guys follow socials. It's the biggest thing. Beat reporters, socials. It's the reason why we are successful and we win every year. Um, the beat reporters were actually – it was put out there. I, I hate to say it, but I've seen it myself, that it was a back – that there, there was back problems for Tua. So I don't know how they could put that out there, but I did follow the, – the, the one of the beat reporters that follows the team, that's what he said. It's the reason why I played under. It's the reason why I gave it out to my crack wing guys. Um, so I do follow – what the beat reporters that cover the team say, and that's what they said. Uh, Let me ask you, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, in the locker room, I heard you guys both talk about this. So in the locker room, not just a regular team doctor, there's other doctors that are protocol doctors, that that, neurologists. There are – each team has one of them on staff right there at the game? So each stadium has an independent neurologist who's in charge of – it might be on each sideline now. There might be someone on each sideline. I think there's someone on each sideline, and there's a spotter upstairs. And wow. their job is to basically save the teams from themselves. They're, because, okay. you know, the teams, as, as you're going, like, you might have a situation where your, your trainer is working on another player, like, in the blue tent, 
And then all of a sudden, Tua gets his head hit, and they don't see that play. And that neurologist is supposed to be there to be that person that sees that happen. And they're, they're, they're only in charge of head injuries, right? Like, the trainer's in charge of everything else. Everything that happens in a game, like today, unfortunately, the Vikings had a player go to the hospital. One of the trainers is going to the hospital with, with the, with, not the head guy, but one of them's going to the hospital. Like, so, you, you know, you're not focused on only head injuries. And the independent neurologist, the one who got fired by the PA, their job is just to be there for that. It, but in the and I don't know, I actually didn't know this. I, I, I maybe I, I didn't read up on the protocol enough. I actually thought that he was the he or she was the person who made the call about whether someone can come back in the game. In the end, it's a team physician, which I actually didn't know. I thought it was only the 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 independent neurologist. So maybe this is going to change to where the independent neurologist is now in charge of the decision and not. The, and again, I want to make it very clear. I don't think the Dolphins like intentionally thought to themselves like we want him to play and not be in the concussion protocol. I think when he passed the concussion test, they're able to say, well, that must have been, you know, oh, your back's hurt. Okay, your back. Th- that's what happened, right? Like, I don't think they went out of their way no. to make sure he played knowing he was concussed. I think because he passed the protocols and the back wall, you can, can you, know, you can say, oh, well, he's not concussed. That That's his back. Right. Well, yeah, that's the the whole thing here is, and I, listen, I know it's not a head injury, but it, I just flashed back to RG3. Remember when he had the knee oh, issue yeah. against Seattle and he was cleared to go back in? Mike Shanahan put him back in the game. It went south, tore his ACL, and that's all you heard is, why would you put him back in there? It's like, if he's cleared by the doctor, most teams are going to put the guy in, whether it's a knee, whether it's a course, head yes. issue, whatever. That's the way it's going to go. So I think you have to have... That's why the independent neurologist got canned is because he didn't prevent the team from, you know, putting him back on the field. Yeah. So, and we, we uh, hope this kid is uh, – we hope this – another, totally. another kid that, that got that, that sent off to the hospital uh, today, Lewis Seen. I think that was a Vikings – it's a big part of the year, actually, when I do bet a lot of uh, propositions on drafts props. I remember him it's being, bad. like, the first-round pick for is, the yeah. Vikings, and, right. and he, uh, he, he was carted off today and sent to the hospital. We wish our best to him. I, there's only, like, yep. really one injury that's immediate surgery, that dislocated knee. Um, that has to be done now because you can pop the artery in the back of your knee and basically you lose the blood flow to your lower leg and it off it goes. So um, that's very graphic, but that's really that's what wow. that's that's the only injury where you like. And I've heard other ones like maybe you you know you your your ankles facing the wrong direction or your femur's broken in half like a tib fib sure, but you can get it braced up and take your time. But dislocated knee like you got to go right now. You have to go right to the hospital now. They got to fix that artery, make sure it's not broken um, or vein, artery or vein. I don't, I'm, but I know that dislocated knee is immediate to the hospital, immediate emergency surgery now. Interesting wow. stuff. Okay, wow. so that's Jeff Schwartz again, eight year NFL veteran. You're hearing it in his analysis. It's got eight year NFL vet written <laughs> all over it. Also, Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from crackwins.com. I'm Brian Note. Vikings with the fake punt. Keep the drive alive. Vikings ahead 16 to 14 in London as we tick down at the end of the third quarter here. Coming up next, we are on hip thrust watch. <laughs> what the heck does that mean? We'll fill you in. Coming up next. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Touchdown! 
Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz. Are you kidding me? And sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. Just a measly hour and 10 minutes to go until kickoff. Nine games in the early window, 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Be sure to follow BetMGM across all socials at BetMGM. Let's do it. Prop it up. Let's go play. Player plays. All right, we're looking at prop bets here, guys. I'll give you one. Jamal Williams. I'm officially on hip thrust watch. So Jamal Williams, the Lions running back, got into the end zone last week against the Vikings. No uh, no Swift today. We don't have uh, DeAndre Swift. So it's going to be Jamal Williams. Early, often, I am going to take an anytime touchdown prop okay. for Jamal Williams. Minus 130. It's a little extra you got to lay, but I think he gets into the end zone again this week, guys. As my fantasy running back, I would very much appreciate him to get in the end zone today. Um, I like that one. I like that one. I mean, the Lions and they're, man, there there's like a lot of fun bad teams to watch this year, right? Like the Lions aren't terribly good. They're, you know, six seven games. The Falcons, they're fun to watch. They're winning six or seven games. There's other bad teams that are not fun to watch, like the Commanders. Uh, but there are other teams I think here. Um, so how about this, Derrick Henry? The Titans are, are at the Colts. Um, 71.5 rushing yards for Derrick Henry. He has owned the Colts. If you look at him, they rushed, he rushed for 100 yards a lot of times against his team. And Tennessee, they got their first win last weekend. I love them plus three and a half in this game, by the way. Um, but, but crack to me, I'll go Derrick Henry over the 71.5 rushing yards in Indianapolis. Okay, guys, I have terrible ADD, so I don't even know. I like, I, I think I gave out the Jimmy G under already, you correct? Did. And I think I gave out both the uh, the Eagles, Jaguars, quarterbacks. Let me tell you why I have ADD. I'm going to show you guys on video. So this is no lie. This is current this week. This is that now. This is like literally. I can like. It's almost like a magician. Pick a card, and I'll pick one out. I, I have like just. And this is all props. This is all props. And uh, you know, again, I just it's just a, a mean stack of tickets it? right there. Right? This was the biggest. This was the most I ever probably played. It's probably about 150 tickets here on props. So I, I did a lot of. Uh, yeah, I, I lose about three, four pounds a week just with the props running around. So that's good. I, I need to do that. Um, but no, it, it's a normal thing. It, 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 trust me, I'm, I'll, I'll make up for it with tonight's dinner. But um, uh, let, let's go into one more that I, I, I really think that uh, the wise guys may have a handle on this. I wanted to give it out earlier so bad, but I said, let me wait until prop it up. The Panthers, McCaffrey, unders. I almost blind, uh, went anything under here. Very limited in practice. Uh, rumor from some sharp guys, he's going to be limited in plays. Um, I, I'll, I'll give out, like, literally, I went under everything here, but I'm, I'll give out his uh, yards under uh, on this particular. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll go out the yards, but I, I, like I said, I literally went under all different categories for him yeah. based on that. Rushing yards under, uh, it's, about, it's at like 60 and a half right now. So I, I uh, 
that, that'll be the next prop here I give out. So that, okay. that's a good sharp play from a lot of sharp groups that I know are, are looking at that yeah. from one of the NFL insiders that covers the team. So there okay. we go. He's questionable to even play right now, too. They, they yeah. have to well, let, him, let him warm up later. He you did, need him, he, Jeff, good point. You need him to play him. You need yeah. him to make a play. You need him to <laughs> he, be in that game. To, to have a, a valid bet. So yeah. a lot of yeah. times in the, in the stat charts, it's the biggest controversy. If I had to name one controversy with these sports books, by the way, it would be me having to make copies and showing a certain site where he did play at least one time. Maybe it's a special team play. He was in the game, though. Yes. It's a big, yeah. big thing why people don't get paid and argue with sports books. So they do have to go in for at least one, seri- one, one play in the series. Okay, we got a little bit of time. Let's go fast. Let's get into this. Sorry. This is Same Game Parlays. All right, Crack. Little time. Build a parlay for us. I, I built one earlier. I built one uh, on, on the MGM. I'm going to stick with uh, that tomorrow night, that under uh, for Jimmy G's passing yards. I'm also going to go under for the Same Game Parlay, building it with Cooper Cup under 109.5 receiving yards okay. and under in the game. So I kind of like under in the – so there's three different things there. Same game parlay pays 50 bucks, pays 230 That's well done by you. That was concise. Yeah. That was quick. Under, that under, was, under. That wasn't even a two-minute drill. That was like, a, hey, we got 48 <laughs> seconds. We got to make it yeah. happen over here. Yeah. No, I wanted to throw it in there. Love the, that. The, the Very pop- well done. And it's correlated. That's the main thing, guys. Correlate, correlated parlay. Yes. All right, coming up next, one of the top matchups of the day leads to the question, who's your guy? We'll dive into that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ah, yes, less than an hour away until kickoff. Nine games to get us going here in the 1 p.m. Eastern window. Of course, we've got London action going on midway through the fourth quarter, at least approaching it. Saints on top. Who that? 22 to 19. Scored a touchdown, went for two. I thought Andy Dalton was going to screw up the two point conversion, had, had, wide had a wide open receiver, and then found him at the last second. But in any event, Saints ahead 22 to 19, about 8.30 to play in the fourth quarter. One of the top matchups, guys, we've talked about this briefly, but wanted to dive in a little bit more. The Bills at the Ravens. Yeah. And the Ravens a home dog in this one. It just begs the obvious question. The two quarterbacks, Josh Allen, fantastic. Lamar Jackson has been fantastic so far this season. If you had to pick one guy as your quarterback for the now and the future, which guy are you going with? Ooh, good question. Um... You know, I really want to see Lamar in a regular offense before I make that decision, right? I know that sounds maybe unfair to him because he's a, he's he should be paid. He's right now the leading MVP candidate, in my opinion. Like, all those things are all true. But I want to see him, like, in a in Josh Allen's offense. Like, that would be great. I'd love to see that happen. Um, uh, but, you know, the, the Ravens are just so reliant on him to do everything in that offense, right? He's got 12 touchdowns this season, throwing and rushing combined. I think that's more than 30 teams heading into this weekend, guys. Um, like it, they're just so reliant on him that it worries me about – and I'm not worried about him, like, getting injured. It's just – it's hard to sustain an offense when you're so reliant on the quarterback – doing everything for you. Like, if, if he can't, if, if the run game's not working, he is the only guy, Crack, who can do something for you. 
you know, the Bills offense, obviously, Josh Allen's a big part of that, but they can run the ball. They have wide receiving options. Like, they have guys that can get the ball in space, and boom, they're gone. Like, the Ravens don't really have those guys. It's all Lamar making a play. And so it's just it's tough, like, to to back the Ravens each week because, like, what if Lamar's not as good in one game? They're not going to win. You know, um, before I get into that, you guys talked about this. I didn't even know that that, that Minnesota game was that close. On the break, I, I heard the update there, and I was like, 22-19. I yes. thought it was like more of a blowout last time I heard or going to be heading in that direction. I'll tell you right now, the books do not want this game to end like this. This game is right where the spread was yesterday. Today it went to four, even four and a half, opened to two. Anyone that calls themselves a professional should not lose this game. Either you should win or get a push. Because I'll tell you right now, like I said, you could have laid the two, two and a half when, they went, when you heard the injury, um, and, and then it moved to three. It was three this morning. Four, right before kickoff, four and a half even. This game lands on three. It's not good for the books. So I'll have my collection bucket out there in front of one of the sports books trying to collect money for the bookmakers. Um, <laughs> but anyway, going to this game, I'm, I hate to say this, I'm probably against you a little bit. It's a peanut, one of my peanut bets. I don't do a lot of sides, but I kind of like Buffalo here, minus the three. I found a little reduced juice here. Um, you know, you have a possible playoff matchup here in, in contention too. So I, I just think that um, but both teams 2-1 and one going in. Uh, Bill's got a little bit healthier this week. I know they're banged up though. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think you said that you like the other side here. Like I said, this is a – a peanut uh, a bet. Listen, I have Lamar to like win MVP. I have, I, I'm I'm a Lamar fan, so uh, you know, betting wise, like I yeah. said, like, allegiance is only my bankroll here. So right. uh, now, don't forget now. This this is um, this will be, I think, one of the games that to watch today. Uh, Lamar's had uh, you know the, the, McDermott had some good success against against Lamar in the past. I think this will be a, a fun game to watch, and and I actually do. Uh, like Buffalo here, minus just three points for, uh, again, a peanut bet. Look, man, I love both quarterbacks, but if you're asking me to pick now and for the future, it's Josh Allen, and it's not even close. The yeah, easiest I, way I can go. explain it is Josh Allen separates himself as a passer more than Lamar separates himself as a runner. That, that's the easiest way I can explain it, and it's a passing league. Yeah. So it's not like Josh Allen doesn't have dynamic running ability either. Granted, it's not Lamar Jackson's running ability, but Lamar Jackson is not in the same zip code as Josh Allen as a passer. It's not even freaking close. And when the Very games good. matter the most, I think that's what you go by the most. And if you look at the playoffs, this is astounding to me. Josh Allen, touchdowns to picks in six playoff games, 14-1. to Lamar Jackson, in four playoff games, three touchdowns, five picks. His passer rating, Lamar's, is 68.3, which, by the way, is lower than Jets quarterback Zach Wilson last season in the NFL. That's how bad Lamar has been in the playoffs. So it's like people get offended when you say anything critical about Lamar. I'm not saying the guy stinks. I'm just telling you he's not on Josh Allen's level. I'm with you as a, as a passer. I don't think he is, but then again, most are not, right? In the NFL, like there's, it's not really a slight to Lamar Jackson to say, hey, you're the fourth best quarterback, Josh Allen's three, right? Like I think that people view that as, as a slight. But again, like I just, just for curiosity, like what if you switch them in, you know, you switch quarterbacks and put one on the other side? And one, like I think Josh Allen would run 
the Ravens offense just fine. I think you're wasting his arm talent in that offense. And I, I would love to see Lamar in the Bills offense. And, and, and then I'd be able to make a decision easier. But as of right now, I think you're right. Allen's slightly better. Doesn't mean Lamar's not good. Doesn't mean Lamar's not the MVP right now. Again, he he does does so much for the offense. You got to hope if you're a Ravens fan, you find other ways, especially running the football more than anything else, to alleviate some of that pressure off him to make every single play for you guys. Yeah, and he's got hey. some guts there. 133 million. Ah, pass on that. Let's wait till the end of the season. Guaranteed. Yeah, he's getting paid no matter what, man. Like that's the thing. It's right, like, right, right, right. He's that's gonna true. get. Let's say he gets hurt today, which of course would be very unfortunate and no one's rooting for that. Sure. Someone next year is going to pay him a whole bunch of money. By the way, Marshawn Lattimore, it's going to be pass interference on him. Lattimore has not fared well. Lattimore has gotten torched by Justin Jefferson, and he just had the pass interference on uh, Adam Thielen. That's going to set the Vikings up that's, right around the one-yard line. So that's a, a huge call right that's here That's three this straight game. third downs the Saints defense has committed a penalty that's led mm-hmm. to a Vikings first down Wow! Yeah. on this final yeah. drive. That's rough. By the way, one of the games you've got your eye on, Jeff, you might also crack Tennessee at Indianapolis. And you're loving the the Titans in this one, plus three and a half. I I just think this, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Jeff. I just think it's interesting how quickly things can change in the NFL, where if you look at the Colts, they were horrible in their first two games, got shut out by Jacksonville, and it's like, what's going on here? The, The sky is falling. They beat the Chiefs. And all of a sudden, they've got a divisional game at home against the Titans, who haven't been electric to this point. They win this game. It's like everything has changed. It can change that quickly in the NFL. I don't know if the Colts are going to get it done, but if they do, that would be the scenario. Um, I, I think that one of the hardest parts about our job, right, is to, is to, I think, not overreact to one weekend, right? The Colts were not very good last weekend. Like, the Chiefs just Gave them that game. I mean, fifteen <laughs> other things could have happened. Could have like if they make one of their field goals, if they don't fake punt. I mean, fake field goal just put the offense back on the field. Mm. If they don't drop a touchdown pass, Kelsey just straight up dropped a touchdown pass on the final drive. I mean, all, if Chris Jones doesn't get a taunting penalty, then the the Chiefs have the ball back with five minutes left, need two first downs, the game is over. Like to me, the Colts, the Colts scored twenty offensive points. Okay. Two touchdown drives. One of them was five yards after a muff punt. Like to me, the Colts are not good. Now they get they get they get Leonard back today in, in the middle of their defense. And I'm not saying Tennessee is that good either. But three and a half for a division opponent who can control the line of scrimmage, which the Colts have struggled to do this season. Now their pass rush was better last weekend than I think people give them credit for against Kansas City. But to me, the Colts are still not very good, guys. And I get three and a half. With, again, the Titans team won last weekend. Part of this, too, is, is maybe a little bit of emotions crack. Like, each year, we seem to, like, we seem to put the Colts on this pedestal, this roster-building pedestal, right, guys? But, oh, my God, look how look how they build their roster. They're, they, they're just so uh, – and then every year, they, they don't live up to expectations, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Tennessee, we kind of like don't ever mention them, and they just win the division. They're the <laughs> right. one seed. They That's win right. playoff games. Yeah, I'm just tired of doing it. I'm, I'm going to take Tennessee here, who is a physical team, who plays smart, good football, getting three and a half against a team I don't think is very good. Am I seeing – sorry, guys. I'm, we got live wagering, guy, uh, everyone out there. Listen, it's unusual. It won't happen throughout our show uh, throughout the year. It's just that we're across the pond here. Am I seeing this right? Is it 25-22 now, the Minnesota game? 
I think did they miss the extra point? Uh, I didn't even watch the extra point. Uh, uh, yeah, Justin missed Jefferson. Extra had point the, is correct. They yeah. missed the extra point. Oh, the man. bookmakers. <laughs> I mean, how much? How much millions and tens of tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions worldwide here on extra points being missed. It's unbelievable seeing this. Uh, I, I just seen this update. I was like, wait, can this be the right score? Missed By the way, point. do you remember? I know you guys do. When they changed the rule for it to be a essentially a 33-yard extra point, the common reaction was, is this even going to matter? Is this- it matters. Yeah, it matters it a matters. lot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. It, it actually makes the numbers worth, worth less because the three used to be worth so much money in the NFL where you can buy onto the number. I'm, I was always a guy that bought onto the number. So if I was betting uh, plus the two and a half, I would make buy at the three. If I'm betting minus three and a half, I'd buy it down to the three. It's not so key like it used to be. Probably not worth the extra juice the books are charging to buy off or on of the three. So, again, this is not a good number for the sports books. Trust me. They hate when the games land on the spread. What it was, literally this morning when I woke up, closed four, four and a half. Uh, let's get to that Tennessee game. I see all four. Uh, again, my guys, you know, I look at my live lines here. Yeah, I see all solid fours now on the uh, Tennessee game. Let's just face it. There's a lot of indie action here. I wouldn't be laying points with Indianapolis my, myself. So, yeah. uh, again, not betting the game, but if I was forced to, I'd definitely be, be uh, uh, looking looking to take the points before laying the points here. I know Tennessee's a terrible team. By the way, all the sharp guys, if you had to pick a team in the NFL from the beginning of the season up until week four that they say is you know terrible compared to what they thought they were going to be, it would be Tennessee. So keep that in mind, too. Hey, new users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, coming up next, very excited about this. TJ Hushmanzada will join us, former NFL wide receiver, co-host of Up on Game. We'll talk some ball with TJ coming up next. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. About 40 minutes until kickoff here in the 1 p.m. Eastern window, nine games. We've got London action going on here. How about the Saints? Fourth and nine. Instead of going for it, they kick a 60-yarder to tie it up. So we are tied with 151 to go in London. Want to welcome in here on Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, TJ Hushmanzada, former NFL wide receiver, co-host of Up on Game. You can hear that Saturdays, noon until 2 p.m. Eastern time. TJ, thank you for making time, man. We were just talking about which quarterback you'd rather have in the present and your quarterback of the future. Would you rather go with Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, who will be on the same field today? Wait, okay. When you ask that question, am I a player? Am I a coach? Like, who am I? You're whoever you want to be. <laughs> you could be a player or a coach, whatever I mean, you if want. I, if, I'm, if I'm a receiver, obviously I want Josh Allen because you look at what Stephon Diggs has done with him. Lamar Jackson wants to throw the ball to Mark Andrews, which is his tight end. I'm not a tight end. And so if I'm a, <laughs> if I'm a receiver, I, I would like Josh Allen. If I'm a head coach, 
I'm happy with either one of them. How do the Ravens maybe change their offense a little bit or get more production to not have Lamar Jackson do everything for them? I mean, eventually you need to find other ways to win. What can they do maybe starting this week to get some more production from other players? He He's just that good of a player, man. Like, I think people make too much of, oh, he's all at offense. Well, the quarterbacks get all the credit when things go well, and they should not. But they take way too much of the blame when things go bad, and they should not take all of the blame. And so I think Lamar, being what he is, being able to run the ball, being able to throw the ball, as long as he can stay injury-free, I don't mind it. Now, come playoff time, when the weather gets cold, you don't want him taking all these hits. But he's young. You got to roll it till the wheels fall off because there's going to come a point in time where he's not going to be able to be the entire offense. I don't mind it so much. I would like to see them run the ball more effectively with their running backs and not Lamar, but they're winning games, man, until you can find another solution, man. I'd rather win this way than lose another way. TJ, Bill Krakenberger here. I'm so happy to talk to someone with a longer name than me, so <laughs> fantastic on that. Uh, I, I have to and, – and thank you for not – you and Jeff not going at it, you know, because former Oregon State, Oregon, that's fantastic. Nova, I really hear on the show. <laughs> fantastic. Good job. Uh, TJ, I have, to, right I have to tell you. Man, that's not – Oregon Oregon is rebounder since from week one loss to Georgia. They rolling. That's not fair right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But let me ask you something. I really like your tweet, your last tweet that you put up there a couple of days ago on Tua, and uh, I'm reading it again here on the concussion. Uh, fantastic tweet. And let me ask you, does that come from personal experience with your own? Did I read you had a concussion also? Is that right, TJ? Oh, I was knocked out cold, like knocked out. Go look it up. We played the Chargers, and I couldn't even when – I, when I got up, I didn't even remember the play call. I couldn't remember anything, but I tried, and I wanted to go back into the game. They wouldn't allow me. Thank, thankfully, they wouldn't allow me to go back in, but I wanted to go back in. And so this was 15 years ago. You would think the way to we, – we're football players, man. We want to play ball. Protect us from ourselves. If you give me an opportunity to go back in, I'm going in because I want to play football. But when I'm 23, 24, 25, I'm not thinking about my age now at 45, 50 years old, the effect of the decisions I made at that time. That's going to affect him. And you don't realize that until you get to my age and you're like, damn, my back hurts. God, I got this nerve shooting down my leg. Like, you don't think about that stuff. It's going to happen. And we're not even talking the head trauma and thing. You can't see those injuries. You don't see them. You don't know. Like, I can break leg. I feel that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I feel that. You don't understand the long-term consequences of that. It may not be anything, and I hope it isn't. But, man, we got to be better than that. Protect us from ourselves because we want to play ball. He's TJ Hushmanzada here on Countdown to Kickoff. TJ, in your opinion, who is it on then? Is it on the team? Is it on the head coach? Is it on the independent neurologist? Who is it on primarily to protect you from yourself as a player? I don't put any blame on the head coach because you got professionals that are in position to protect us, and they went to school for this. They are professionals. And so if a professional comes to Mike McDaniel and says, oh, two is fine, he, okay. Right. Okay, Mike McDaniel's not going to say, oh, he's not fine. 
man, this man went to school for years for this. And so that's like the doctor coming and tell Mike McDaniels that's a terrible call. And that's his Mike McDaniels has been going to school for years as a coach, technically being an assistant, working his way up the ladder. And so I don't put any of the blame on a coach. It's the doctors that are in charge. They, they failed to him because I didn't believe that was a hard hit. Those guys get slung to the ground and slammed to the ground often just like that. It was because it happened twice in such a short amount of time. Turning our attention to uh, the game tonight between Tampa Bay and Kansas City, uh, it feels like Kansas City and, and Mahomes are still trying to figure out kind of where his go-to wide receivers are at, especially when he, he breaks the pocket. How do you look at that offense now without Tyreek Hill through three games? Struggle. Struggle. They don't have the fear factor. They don't have that big play capability at any time. They're struggling to move the ball. Teams play them differently. Go back to the playoff game with the Bills. If Tyreek Hill's not on that uh, on a Kansas City Chiefs team, oh, the Bills win that game because they're going to play them differently. They don't. There's no fear there now, and so they're struggling to find out how can we get the big play. Where's the big play going to come from? We know when we have Tyreek out there, teams are going to play back. They're going to play a too high safety. They're playing them differently. They have to figure it out. But it's been a struggle. I believe it will stay a struggle. They just have to. Defense is carrying them. The defense is carrying them. They're not scoring a lot of points. And so Andy Reid being a coach he is, he'll adjust eventually. But I believe that big play, that big strike that they had, that will no longer be unless Nico Harmick can step up, Sky Moore can step up. Um, one of those receivers can step up that's dynamic um, in their abilities. TJ, any, any particular game today that you actually like or that you look forward to today or uh, maybe, maybe even a game that you're actually saying, wow, this is going to be the game of the day to watch? What do you think today? Or so I know you guys are like handicappers, right? And so <laughs> I heard you guys, oh, the Saints, instead of going for it, they kick a field goal. If the Vikings kicker can just do his job and make the PAT, they would have had to go for it. That's right. Like these That's kickers, right. man. What's, That's right. All you got to do is kick the ball and you pretty much might guarantee your team a win. You missed the PAT, now you're probably going to overtime, or you're going to have to make another field goal to win the game. And so which game do I like? I don't, I don't, I don't bet on games because I can't watch a game. I'd be so mad at every call. <laughs> <laughs> Emotions are <laughs> sure. But I, I like competitive games. Like I'm looking forward to watching the uh, – the Chiefs and the Bucks. I'm looking forward to watching go. that game because it's two really good teams, but they're really good, but they're they're struggling to play at a level that they've played at in recent years. And so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I, I just I just like watching good games. Cool. By the way, TJ, real fast, who would you say is the best receiver in football right now? Wow, that is a tough question. Going into the season, I would have said it's a no brainer. Devontae Adams, I believe Devontae may have messed up his Hall of Fame candidacy leaving Green Bay and going to uh, mm. Oakland. Wow, that is a really good question. I would say right now the way guys are playing, it would probably be uh, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. Huh. Give me somebody else. Who, who am I missing? That's I feel Tyler like the most is. underrated guy is Amon Ross St. Brown. No, I can't put him in there because He's in his second year. I, I, I don't like putting – like, you see, I didn't say Jamar Chase. I think you need to be – give me two or three years. Like, Justin Jefferson has given us two fantastic years. Okay, you can get in the mix now, Justin. I think Amon Ra needs to 
do it a little more, do it a little longer. And, and if he can, he can get into that conversation. But right now it's way too early. Hey, great stuff, TJ. Really appreciate you hopping on today, man. We'll catch you next Saturday up on game. Hey, keep up the great Thanks, work, buddy. man. Hopefully these kickers can make some kicks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. Joseph just did. Yeah, Joseph hit a, a field goal from, I forget, I think it was about 47 yards out. 40, so, yeah. Yeah. This is a good lesson today on getting an, an, on numbers, right? Because this opened at Vikings minus two and a half, climbed yeah. to Vikings minus four. So depending on where you got this this week oh, yeah. will depend Nobody on the number. Nobody should lose this bet. Sorry. That, you know, if you will, did, you're not a professional. Will, will depend on, on, you know, if you win. Now the Saints just move oh, the ball. How about our guy Chris Alave? We hit the over right there. I oh, know you, were, you got it. You were watching that very well, intently, gonna, Jeff. So they got oh, so they got they got two injured players here. One guy looked like he might have been hit in the, the groin area. Yeah. He's running, running off the field here, but um, they're gonna have they're gonna have time for maybe one throw here and then like a seventy yard field goal. But I'll tell you what, yeah. guys. Okay, I feel like kickers now can make seventy yard field goals. It doesn't like they have the leg where they used to never be able to have that leg. The question is obviously, is it gonna go in? Who knows. But like right. Will Will Lutz has the leg to make a seventy yard kick. I'm going to go in. We'll find out in a few minutes. Well, there. Jeff, in, what is the record? Like, what is the record? Now? I think it's sixty seven, right? Sixty six. And it was now. in. Yeah. Pretty sure it was in Denver, right? Like it was no, in Detroit. It was just in Tucker and. Uh, oh, you're right. Tucker. Yes, he hit okay. the he hit the crossbar and it bounced. Yeah. Oh, it bounced in. Um, how far would you say it was? Uh, sixty six. I believe it was sixty six. I think Janikowski Ooh. once yeah. attempted like a seventy three yard field goal <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> it was like short one time. Um, I think Matt Prater had the record before that, right? Um, so we'll see. The ball's at the forty four, like forty three, forty four. So and this the, is and, a, I mean, they have two right? wish, yeah. And so I mean, there's they have one play left here with nine seconds. And then they got to kick a, a, a 60 something yard field goal, right? So it's yeah. in 40. Yeah. Just right, though. I feel these 70. kickers, I feel we will get a 70 yard field goal eventually. Uh, it's this 60. Year. It it's like these... 60 at the 43. That makes it a 60 yard kick. So, or 61 yeah. yards. So, yeah, 61. I would just kick it right now. I wouldn't mess around with potentially getting tackled in bounds. They're just guarding. I hate the, to say, I have a live odd sport. I think you missed it, but go ahead. Sorry, guys. I'm spoiling it for everybody. Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 oh you, you're, you're, wait, you're that far ahead of us? Uh, I, I have two seconds left, 28-25. Oh, no, no, right. Okay, yeah, no, he just – He. I think they're, they're reviewing – it looks like he might have been in bounds. Oh, I thought he oh, was in oh, bounds. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, in so the you're, meantime. You're a little ahead of us here, but they threw the ball to the sidelines, yeah. and it looked like he was in bounds here. They ruled him out. If he, was, if he is in bounds – oh, I think he's out. If he was in bounds, this could be a much more manageable kick. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, he's yeah. out. Yeah, he's out. Okay, so 60-yard field goal, buddy. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about 61. Look, 61. Let's can do this, though. Oh, Lutz he can totally do this. He, he just nailed a 60-yarder. Yeah. 50-yarder. Here 60. we go. From the, from the logo in London. Oof. 61 yards. Okay, perfect time to welcome in Monsi Bolaños, who is with us this morning. Monsi, what's guys. going on? Hi, guys. London, baby. London. Yes, London, baby. baby. Cl clearly, we should be there. Look at this game, guys. Great Absolutely game. nuts. The last five minutes have been crazy. And, you know, New Orleans, Olave looked like he got a little hurt, but Minnesota had to call a timeout. New Orleans got lucky because they had yes. no timeouts. They got super lucky. We'll see if they can hit the 61-yard field goal to tie the game because Minnesota missed a kick, the extra point. This would not be a game right now. Guys, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm never playing fantasy football again, by the way. I hate this. 
This Here we is go. Too, 61 you're yards. fired up today. I know. <laughs> London, baby. And it looks, I think your guys' TV or whatever you're watching. Yeah, Craig, the game ended like 10 minutes ago. Oh, hit, oh, oh. Hit, hit the crossbar and bounced oh. out. Oh, oh, no. oh. Wow, what a kick, though. That oh. was there. Lands oh. on three. Lands on three. Unreal. Oh Monty, I have a year-long bet against Jeff Schwartz. Yes, I have the Saints winning more games than the Panthers. Ooh, so no bueno. The Arizona today, so <laughs> I feel good. Uh, well, it's official, guys. Yeah, the Vikings have beat the Saints 28-25 to in London. How exciting of a game that went. Kirk Cousins, he threw for 273 yards. He had a touchdown. He did get picked once. Andy Dalton, 236 yards and a touchdown. Uh, TJ Watt, other NFL news. TJ Watt just tweeted, or I'm sorry, not TJ, JJ Watt just tweeted this. I was just told somebody leaked some personal information about me, and it's going to be reported on today. I went into AFib on Wednesday, had my heart shocked back into rhythm on Thursday, Goodness. and I'm playing today. That's wow. it. Wow. So he got ahead just of your, it. Oh, by the way, just had my heart shocked. Yes, I'm yes. I'm going to be on the field today. Apparently, yeah. AFib is when you have an irregular heartbeat, usually yes. really, really fast. Uh, but he wanted to get ahead of it because somebody was going to leak it. That sucks. That's just so, so silly. Other NFL news, guys. Tua Tagovailoa is expected to be interviewed early this week in the NFL and NFLPA's joint investigation regarding his quick return to last weekend's game against the Bills. You guys were talking about it. It's ongoing. He's going to be interviewed as part of the process. Some of the players that are active today, exciting for the Cowboys, uh, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, they're active against the Commanders. We also have Christian McCaffrey should be playing. They wanted to check him out before uh, the game before they made any decisions, but apparently he should be okay to play versus the Cardinals. And Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard, he's going to make his season debut today against the Titans. Back to you guys. Great stuff, Monty yeah. Bolaños. Fox Double Sports doink. Radio's countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM. You took the words right out of my mouth. It was the double doink, just like the Bears hosting the, the Eagles, that playoff game. It, Will hit, Lutz. The, it hit the left upright, yep. bounced down, hit the crossbar. Wow. And the distance and was out. there. I mean, he, he would have made it by two or three yards, but oh, I man. I think it hit the upright a little too fat. If it grazed it just a bit more, it's in. Doinks yes. in, yeah. And now they have the slow mo camera of the all the players on the Saints <laughs> watching it happen. What a what a fun ending for the first game of the day, guys. It was. Wow. It was a great game. And by the way, the Chris Olave over hit. How about that? The Red Rifle finding Olave on the final drive that didn't produce points, but you cash your ticket if you took Olave in the. Someone over just right texted me. I didn't see it. You guys seen it? I wasn't watching. That kick would have been good from seventy. Uh, probably not. I think it would have been good for oh. about 65. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Uh, do you do that the same with uh, the distance on home runs where someone's, oh, that was at least 450. Jeff's like, no. that was 437. That's I what mean, it was. That, I mean, that's, you know, with Aaron Judge, half those home runs, that, that small little park of his, do, 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 do they even count? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I never heard no one say that yet. Wow, don't be saying that I, to those bleacher bugs. I don't out there. care about that. <laughs> the only force wow. that I cannot stand is this whole like he's the real legitimate home run champion, oh. like like what happened and the steroid era just evaporated from from our history books. By the way, these uh, live cut-ins. I have to say this real fast because Scott Hansen, who hosts the Red Zone Channel, does yes. a great job. He shared a funny tweet because a lot of people are freaking out about these Aaron Judge live look-ins during college football games. Yes. And so Scott Hansen tweeted out, confirmed, will not 
cut away from the football to show chicken pitchers throw four balls nowhere near the plate. So there will be no live oh, look-ins. For yeah, he's been walking today. a lot. I got hit by a pitch a couple of days. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. They, I guess I don't know if they're really. You know, yes, he he could have. Yeah, I watched his at bats yesterday, and uh, he got a couple of pitches, but he did get walk and stuff. And uh, you know, there, there's bet. By the way, sports books. These sports books have odds up. Will he hit the home run today? Yeah. Then there's sports books that have. Will he hit the home run at all? And this was back when oh. there was 13 games left. So will he hit 62? So this is. Uh, you know, we can bet on anything here, guys. Two yeah. cockroaches racing. <laughs> I love this, own. by the way. This was yeah. Sean McDonough on ESPN. Oh. This was during the Kentucky <laughs> Ole Miss game. So Listen funny. to this. Oh, by the way, McDonough, the tarp is on the field at Yankee Stadium. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> the start of the game was delayed. He's like, this breaks my heart not to do live cut-ins here. All right, we got a little bit of time. Let's dive into this real fast. Not live yet, live betting. Okay, what we're looking at here, fellas, we're looking at potential opportunities once these games go live to get in on some in-game bets. So we'll start with you, Crack. Any game that you have circled right here for some potential in-game bets uh, when these games do kick off? You know, I'm going to go back to a team that I did. I was telling you guys, listen, I don't know what it is with me in Philly. I just I have problems with Philly. It's just in my life. Every team, the baseball, uh, hockey, uh, football, everything I do, honor against them. I seem to, to, to just do something bad with. So I'm gonna look at the Philly game. And uh, again, if Philly goes ahead here, I'm gonna probably look for Jacksonville. Uh, you know, if Philly comes right out at home, seven nothing. I would look for that extra value with uh, Jacksonville with the extra points going across. Of course, it's six and a half now, so you really can't get seven unless you buy it, too. I'll look for Jacksonville in that spot. That was the game that I kind of looked at because the Eagles this year, guys, have started very fast, right? They, 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 the last two games, they scored 24 points in the first half and then zero points in the second half. So it's a spot where if you like Jacksonville here, you get them over seven points at some point, maybe even up yep. to 13 points if the Eagles get up 14 nothing. Good spot to take Jacksonville here. Um, you know, a couple a couple options uh, for me, I think, are if the Patriots score early in Green Bay this afternoon, getting Green Bay under a touchdown might be a spot where um, where you can play the play a, kind of a better number here. Otherwise, I don't like I don't I don't feel great about a lot of like I don't have a lot of strong convictions for for tunnies. Maybe the other one is maybe you know if Houston scores first and gets up like let's say ten nothing against the Chargers, some Chargers money line might be worth it uh, with with the Texans, but the Chargers, again, are, are so beat up, right? No left tackle, no best pass rusher. Keenan Allen's a question right now. Justin Herbert with his ribs. Like Houston's desperate for a win. So those are the couple that I'm looking at here, Brian. Yeah, I, uh, I with crack, with what he said earlier about the Jacksonville-Philly game with the weather, I mean, every now and then you'll see a game with bad weather start with some scoring right away. And if that number hikes up, you might be able to get on the under because over the course of the entire game, that would probably be the winning side. So I I would agree with Crack. I'm looking at that Jacksonville-Philly game where if there's an early score, if you like the under going in, an early score can be your friend because you actually get a better number for the under two hit going forward. So I would look at that one right there. Cool. All right, we got plenty more to do here. We got picks, 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 picks. And we also have Crack's play of the day. He's Bill Krakenberger, right, from uh, crackwins.com. Also, Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran. I'm Brian No. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Touchdown! 
Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz. Are you kidding me? And sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. Oh, just about 11 minutes until kickoff in the 1 p.m. Eastern window. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay with at least four legs on any pro football game at BetMGM. If all legs hit except for one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. By the way, thanks to our crew here, right? Monsi Bolaños, Kevin Figures on the updates today. There's a little bit of a... Two by 100 relay. Love that. Also, uh, Don, Scott over at Fox Sports Radio, everybody at BetMGM. This has been a tremendous partnership. And our guy, Iowa Sam, technical producer, our producer, Ryan Bershinger. By the way, fun fact about Ryan Bershinger, he hates the sound of people filing their nails. Hates it. It's one of his things. Uncomfortable sight. He leaves the room if anybody's filing their nails. But shout out to him producing a tight show. All right, let's get to this. Rapid fire. Okay, we got some rapid fire picks. So we'll do a little bit of a round table here. You know, just uh give a pick, discuss it a little bit. Crack, let's start with you. What uh what's something that you've got on your radar today for the games? How about the under in the Chiefs Bucks game? I know everyone thinks points with those teams and you know people just forget a couple of years ago Super Bowl 31 to 9. I, I kind of like the under here uh, tonight's game. It's a prime I, I, game for I agree with you. I think it's a very defensive-minded game. Um, all right. I like uh, Houston uh, plus six right now hosting the Chargers. Houston's 0-2-1. I believe they've covered now in all three of their games so far this season. Guys, the Chargers are just in a bad place right now, right? You're missing your best offensive lineman, your center as well. So your two best offensive linemen. Your best pass rusher, your wide receiving core is beat up. So Keenan Allen may or may not play. You lost Guyton to an ACL. Your quarterback right now has some broken rib cartilage. And the Texans, again, are just kind of pesky, right? They just, like, hang around. They keep things close. They're 0-2-1. They're, they're definitely deserving of a win, especially in week one. So I think Houston can win outright. But I'll take the, I'll take the six points. I like it. You know, this is a random selection. I'm going to go with a prop here. I'm looking at this. Uh, Detroit game, Seattle against Detroit. Very, very quietly, Rashad Penny, Seahawks running back. So his rushing prop at BetMGM is 59.5. I'm going to go with the over here because they're going to run the rock. And he's hit at least 60 yards in two of their first three games. So with Detroit's porous, porous rush defense, I actually like Rashad Penny to get to at least 60 yards rushing today. Do I start Rashad Penny over Christian McCaffrey in fantasy? That's my question. I'm yes. To figure out. I would. Crack, do you agree with that? Questionable cat, uh, CMC. I know he's gone for at least 100 yards in back-to-back games, but there's a bigger question if he's even going to play or not. Yeah, no. I uh, this, this, this was one of the question marks out there. And, and, uh, I'm with you. Yeah, no, I, I, I right. would agree with you guys. Uh, not, Great not, show today, guys. Not a fantasy football yeah. show. Um, I also very quickly um, – <laughs> I I go with I go with uh, with uh, Green Bay again minus the, if you can get under ten like guys 
It's on their nine and a half. They're gonna smoke the Packers. I mean, uh, they're gonna smoke the, the the Pats. Like, come on! Like, it's not it's not that hard sometimes, right? Like, are you guys both it. in fantasy, by the way? Are you uh, Brian? No, 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 I'm retired. I, yeah, I was saying, no. I don't know. How, yeah. I don't know how anyone has t- Jeff. I you're play, my I'm hero. I'm on one crack. I'm on one league. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought maybe you're one of those guys that are on five. And I auto draft. Yeah. But I think we need to do your okay. best wager before you get out of here. Uh, yeah, let's get to this real fast here. This is the best play of the day. It's a touchdown! Give it to me! All right, Crack, your best play of the day. What do you have for us? Listen, uh, I, I, I usually don't do this. This is how strong uh, I'm going to give you the both both quarterbacks again. They're still available. I don't get this. I do not get what's going on in this Eagle game. Both quarterbacks unders. I still fire during the breaks here. Sorry to give it out again. Make sure you guys are on this. That's all I can say. <laughs> like it. By the way, uh, Jeff, I got $50 against you. I'm going to take the Pats plus 9.5. You want in on a Venmo bet here? Sure. Let's do it. Okay, good. Good. Crack, what's your thought on that game? You going if you had to, you got to make a selection. Pats plus nine and a half. Or you going with the the Packers there? Man, I'll tell you, I hate laying points like that. But just based on me uh, knowing Jeff's on it, I'm a team player. I'm with Jeff. Wait a minute, <laughs> I'm on the it. Pats. Huh? No, you going I, I team Schwartz against I, I, team? No, the ADD. The ADD is yeah. going crazy. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not part of uh, that. That the quarterback, up quarterback warrior there. <laughs> I Sorry. love it. Hey, week four. Enjoy it. We'll catch you later, everybody.